Hello, everybody. Greetings. This is the intro. Uh, Dreadlore system is what we're playing. The setting is a horror investigative game uh, set in 1982 Detroit. Uh, I'm going to turn off my little camera so that I can't see myself and I'm looking at you instead. Uh, there's links to the drive-thru RPG, the link to the link tree, the Patreon, all that stuff on the the, the Twitch uh, media production uh, is by Couchfire Media. Thank you, Couchfire Media. Um, who is our sponsor for tonight? Holker. Tonight's sponsor is the file notavirus.exe. If you click on the file notavirus.exe, someone else's dream will come true. <laughs> All right, everybody, introduce yourselves and your character, please. We'll start with Andrea. Well, me and Daddy. All right, uh, yo, I am Andrea, and uh, the fuck, Daddy, my character sheet. Uh, <laughs> my, my character's name is uh, is Leah Mizrahi, and she is a uh, a former IDF soldier who. Uh, decided to move to Detroit after things were not going so great in her country. So, yeah, it's, you know, a lot of fun. <laughs> Drizzle? Yes, I am Drizzle. I am playing Simon Vincent, who is a hard-boiled detective who uh tired of all these little kids doing stupid things. Ken? Ah. I got I feel ignored a little bit right now. I, I I feel like I'm on a different planet, but I'm coming back to be with all you. I played this character, Nord Zetterberg, and uh, you know, he's he's a journalist who's who's really doing his best to uncover, you know, the things, the supernatural, the the crazy, the unseen and unheard, and 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 report to everyone uh, out there uh, what he finds. Between drug bits. Holger? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I clicked on the file. I don't know what's going on with my computer. Anyways, uh, yeah, uh, my character's name is uh, Tony Turniak. He is a border guard in Detroit and uh, a former priest. And uh, he annoys Canadians all day. Yeah, he does. That's not all he annoys. <laughs> right, so um, the recap, I'm going to keep it. Eventually I'll get to the recaps and I'll have it, like, nice and smooth. But I don't right now. Whatever. Uh, last session, long and the short of it, uh, you guys investigated Annabelle Butte's neighborhood. Uh, you got to the neighborhood. It's this rich neighborhood in Gross Point, uh, which is the north uh, east of Detroit. Um, and uh, you staked it out um, in both 
Nord's van, as well as Simon's Buick. Uh, you made a whole bunch of bids so that you were actually pretty stealthy. The house that you staked out at, um, you could tell that uh, they were on vacation. They were making it look like people were there, but they were on vacation. And you had a good vantage point on Annabelle's. Um, some of you saw that uh, someone left the house, went up this wooded, forested hill. Uh, this, this neighborhood is nestled in um, an old pine forest of evergreens and such. Uh, I believe it was, who was it? It was Simon and Tony that went off. Um, you followed the gate. You saw some creepy shit, a creepy statue in the backyard of this wrought iron gated uh, house, really long backyard, all forested. Um, you climb this hill, the bald hill atop. There's some uh, ancient mausoleum-style statues up there. And lo and behold, you found Annabelle Butte, uh, although she wouldn't admit her name to you for a long time, doing some pretty witchy stuff. Um, Nord and his van developed the photos that he had taken of all the weird shit, saw that all of it had actually been exposed, um, only to succumb to the drugs that he was uh, imbibing. And he potentially hallucinated a monster before him uh, take the photos away. He wakes up, uh, tries to tell Leah and her daughter Mariah, who were staying in the Buick, what's going on. And uh, I think there's an ad. Anyway, and... Um, the photos look normal. They could be, potentially, they could be something, uh, something could be weird about them. But when Leah looks at them, they're all explainable. You can explain away what you see, except for one of the photos. Do you remember which photo that is? Yeah, it was the one of my friend, my former friend, who is now a, a corpse. Um, Indeed. But it was definitely, yeah. Cloyce, uh, you see him, uh, he kind of looks monstrous. He's got long fingernails, light pouring from his eyes and mouth. Um, and then he turns to look at me, which is just and great. Then, <laughs> and he pulls a Harry Potter moment and looks at you in the photograph. Uh, yeah, that's what goes down. You guys go up on the hill um, at different times, but uh, basically you hear a disturbance. Um Nord goes and investigates. Then uh, Leah follows when she hears Annabelle screaming up there because she's being accosted by the party while Nord takes photos. Uh, Leah and Mariah drive the Buick through the forest, up the hill, somehow making it, um, screwing up that Buick pretty good. Uh, you interrogate Annabelle, and what you find out is that Mariah, Leah's daughter, and Annabelle know each other. Um, and uh, Annabelle lives in the house below. Her parents are gone on vacation. And this community of rich people, uh, including a lady, Cowie, all have keys to each other's houses and they check in on the kids and whatnot. And uh, Annabelle's scared of her. She doesn't like her. Uh, it's about that time that Annabelle is going to call the cops because... Well, you know, you've accosted her. Uh, yep. Simon's pulled out a gun. Um, 
all hell's breaking loose, broken loose in that regard. John 5.30 in the morning. Uh, sun's about to come up. Uh, and it's all looking pretty grim until uh, Nord and Tony talk to Annabelle. Tony uses his priestly vibe. He spins breath and uh, kind of cuts to the wick of things, um, getting Annabelle's attention. And then Nord mentions Gabby, Gabriella, who is Annabelle's friend, who's been missing. And at the name, at the mentioning of Gabby's name, uh, Annabelle, her entire shitty demeanor changes. She becomes incredibly frightened, taking several steps back from you all and wanting to know, demanding to know who the fuck you are. This is essentially where we start. You guys have any notes on top of this? Good. I covered everything because I'm awesome at recaps. Uh, do we have the map? Everybody has seen the map? And uh, Ken, if you could post it on the thingamajig. It's on there. Where do you oh, want to go? Uh, just so that the, the chat can see it. Um, oh, yeah, this new, this new sexy map uh, has been done. So we're up at Annabelle's address. Uh, you can see over to the right there's Gross Point and all those different uh, bits and pieces. Um, right. Okay. Yeah, what do you all do? The action is on you. Um, Annabelle is stepping away. She's holding her hands up. She's covered in blood from this uh, this bird that she's eviscerated in this witchy ritual she was doing. She has fangs. Um, she's all witched out in this robe and this hood that's pulled down. And she's backing away looking like a scared 16, 17-year-old waspy girl. Uh, it looks like she's make, about to make a break for it down the hill towards her house and screaming. Action is on you all. Can I, can I recite something? Yeah. I would like to recite uh, out loud. Calamity, disaster, the earth sinks, will happen again. The flood, the flood, the flood devours all. The demon awakens. Uh, what do you bid to do this? Uh, to change the fiction for your, your own benefit or however you see fit? I don't think I have anything left. <laughs> I feel like I'm out. Uh, well, I will uh, bid, bid my fate, which is justice. Yeah. Uh, for uh, justice, because I'm concerned about uh, Gabby. So you're and, um, you're just bidding it as a trait, right? You're not doing the actual mechanic of it. I don't know. I mean, I think that that Annabelle's involved, and I want her to be on our side a little bit more because right now she's kind of like we I think she sees us as an enemy and it's just like I want to show that we're you know it's kind of weird for this 45 year old to talk to a 15 year old like that but you know to, to bring us a little closer together to, to know to let her know that we're a part 
of, of yeah. what she's going through. So um, you so you don't have to throw down on this. Uh, you bid your fate justice um, as a trait. As you you recite the the prophecy uh, that was transcribed from the Red Writ. Uh, <laughs> you see Annabelle blink at you twice, eyes wide, and it becomes clear to you, Nord, she has no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> that said, that said, even when you bid and it utterly fails, it still changes the fiction. So failure still changes the fiction. As she gapes, and the fear is gone as she just sort of slowly cocks her head, and you see that sneer appearing again as she's becoming more herself. Uh, somehow by you saying that to her all prophetically, it's brought her out of whatever moment she was in. The action is still on all of you. I'm – oh, go ahead, Andrew. Oh, I'm going to put away my gun and look at her, and I'm going to bid uh, burning, which is my focus. Um, and I'm just going to be like, sorry, we've come off the way we have, Annabelle. We were hired to protect you so you didn't go missing like Gabby did. We are trying to help find what happened to Gabby and also to prevent it from happening to you. Things got a little out of hand, I understand, but we are trying to help. Do you know what, something that happened to Gabby, do you know anything about that that could help us find her? Her head still cocked to the side. That, that haughty sneer is still there. Uh, you can gather that uh, um, that's just her face. Yeah. It's, it's the, the resting, I'm richer than you face. Right. She's listening as you're saying this, as, as Nord has brought her out of her panic, and you're talking since. She looks back and forth at, over at Tony, and then you notice that she's pretty concerned as she looks over your shoulder, Nord, at Leah, who's standing next to the Buick, and her daughter Mariah's in there. Um, since you both bid, there's no throwdown on this. You've you succeeded in being able to talk to to Annabelle, but you can tell that winning her over is going to take a lot more um, than just talking to her. She seems very concerned with Mariah as she looks over at at Leah and then back to you. Uh, Simon, I don't know what happened to Gabby, okay? That's what I told the cops. That's what I told everyone. I don't know. I'm going to say since you both did pretty powerful traits, burning, which is your, your focus, and <clears throat> nor your fate, justice, and based on the fact that you both have experience doing this kind of thing, uh, especially you, Simon, she's lying. She does know more. But you can tell she's not going to tell you. I didn't, 
I told everyone everything. I don't know what happened to her, okay? Well, uh, we are just trying to help. Uh, we Yeah, sure. Everyone's trying to help. Listen here, you little shit. I saw the yeah. book you've been giving my daughter. And I've seen what... And I, 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 I can sort of gather what has been happening tonight, so don't give us the shit you don't know what's happening. Yeah, I don't have to talk to to you as she, she looks at Simon. She looks away from Leah. She's not really talking at Leah. To you, you, I'm going home. She starts walking down the hill. Um, Kind of like she's in trouble, but she's wait. acting like she's not. Do you, do you need protection? Are you okay? I mean, over her shoulder. Fuck you! I, okay, I mean, um, do you want me to talk to... Uh, Leah, we may get more information out of her if you let Mariah talk to her. They are yeah. friends, from what I can tell. Fine, but if that doesn't go the way we want it to, she'll reach in the, her back and pull out the gun and, you know, rack it once. Like, I'm ready to get down to business if we, because this is getting silly. At that point, Mariah, from inside the car, breaks her silence. Her, her arms are folded as she looks over at you, Leah, as only a teenage daughter or preteen daughter can to her mother. As she says, with the same kind of angsty fervor that you see in yourself and probably hate to see in her. Or maybe not. She says, no wonder dad stays away all the time. He'd never have gotten us into this. Oh. She says it loud enough for everyone to hear, too. Your dad works nights. That has nothing to do with why he stays away all the time. She goes, and you hear chortle to herself. Uh, so she chuckles, but in a way that's not, there's no mirth in it. It's more like scoffing at you when you say that. Uh, if, uh, if anyone wants, you can bid or throw down to uh, pick up something about that. Uh, I'm going to bid mom to do it. <laughs> As you bid mom, I mean, you know your daughter well. And you know how she scoffs, and she's got just an attitude, of course. Um, that said, it's one of the first moments that you, you realize that she's a person. Because, you know, you're her mom. Right? She's your child. But it's one of a few times that, and it's by no means the last time this is going to happen, where you realize she's an actual human being that knows things that maybe you don't. You realize there's something behind what she just said. She knows something that you don't know. She's keeping a secret. Since this is the 80s, you could probably slap it out of her. True. 
right, all right. Okay, little little Miss Know-It-All. How about this? You think you can do better? Go get your friend up here and get their talking. She kind of looks over at you. What do you bid? Or I guess you did mom. You did mom. You got that. As she turns, fine, I will. She gets out of the car and kind of shuffles past you. She looks over at you all. She's not nearly as bitchy as Annabelle. She's kind of trying to be. And she goes, yeah, I'll go talk to her. And she goes down the hill after Annabelle. You guys are on the hill. And thank you, Leah, for letting her do that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll see how it goes. What y'all doing? If you guys get kidnapped, I mean, we could get hired for this case as well. Um, Should we... Should we follow? Should we keep an eye on her just in case? Like, she was sacrificing birds. That's pretty twisted stuff. I mean, or, do you, or can can Mariah, like, hold her own? Well, if one of you wants... Go ahead, Tony. I think that's, that's, a, good, that's a good idea. We should probably uh, at least follow her within eyesight. Watch her going down the hill from here. We can we can see basically down to the house, to the fence line from here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just stand up at the top of the hill and watch. Make sure that they're visible. Um, I'm going to look at these, this um, podium and stuff over here. Well, the rest you do. Um, I'll wait for my daughter to get back for now. Yep. Uh, is the Buick still running? Uh, no, I would have turned it off after okay. we got up to the top of the hill. Okay. After destroying uh, it. Tony, uh, what are you doing? I am, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to take a look at the house. So you're going to go down? down the hill through the forest uh, and try to take a look at the house? Yeah. Yep. Uh, so you see Tony start off towards uh, Leah, towards Mariah after she's disappeared into the woods. Uh, Nord, what about you? I am going to... That's a great question. I feel like Nord is pretty upset that his, you know little statement didn't go anywhere and he, he thinks he, he probably can't read kids very well so he's like well, why are we even here it's like I kind of want to go get some coffee and go home but do you say guess, that yeah <laughs> I mean I guess my home's right there so I, I could go go back uh, go back home and uh, and you guys could wake me but I I'm a little worried that, you know, you threaten this little girl, and I'm not crazy about that. I don't know much about kids, but threatening little girls is is is, a, is pretty tough, even though she was murdering birds. So it's like, it's this is a weird situation. I think we should um, make sure that Miranda's safe, and then... Now, are you actually saying that, or...? Yeah. Let me tell you something. 
In my time in the IDF, I saw plenty of kids do pretty messed up stuff. I have no problem taking out children if I need to. <laughs> well. <laughs> you let me know. You let me know when you see a child carrying a suicide bomb. Then, then we'll talk about children. <laughs> I've seen that around the world, but I mean, Americans. <laughs> This is this is the 1980s, man. Kids are like safe. There's nothing. We're we're in a safe community. This is like as a suicide bomb here. You know, I didn't get around. I haven't walked off of. Uh, uh, I say say Nord. I I think we're pretty. Mo- I think we're pretty clear into the stranger danger territory at this point. Yeah, yeah. We're the bad guys. <laughs> Took us all of ten minutes to get <laughs> to get offensive. Nice. Everybody gets a pit. Oh, Simon, you go up to the um, the monolith, this obelisk. Uh, it's got four sides. It looks like a a miniature um, Washington monument. Uh, I'll describe the, the top of the hill again. <clears throat> There's only a few trees. It's, it looks like a, a hill that's balding of trees, um, surrounded by these pine trees, very tall, 30, 40-foot pine trees that are you know, still green and that kind of thing. Of course, because they're evergreens. On the hill, uh, there's this large slab that's on the ground that's covered in uh, blood splatter from the bird. Feathers and... Uh, bird parts, entrails and shit. Um, some dice, some gaming dice, some bones that Annabelle left. There's the monument, um, and uh, there are a couple, what you can see now are likely headstones up here. Uh, they're all off kilter and such. Uh, some of them have sunken into the ground. Uh, it might cross your mind that this is, this is an ancient cemetery. Okay. Um, I'm going to investigate the headstones and stuff. How are you going to do that? I'm going to just go go up and look at them and and rub them to see, like if if the name is not visible, like rub it mm-hmm. to see what the name is and stuff, uh, to to kind of figure out whose headstones these are. Um. So you move past the the obelisk itself, uh, noting that. It looks like there was some sort of etching uh, all up and down it at one point, but it's all rubbed off and, and it's barely perceptible. Um, as you rub your hands across that and maybe go over to one of the other headstones, what do you bid to do any of this? Um, I think I'm going to throw down because I don't have a lot of stuff to bid. Okay. Yep. So when you throw down without bidding, uh, you can only get one success on a die regardless of what you roll. But you can still get flair. So it'll be your action die, D10, and uh, which aspect you're going to use. Would that be grace or wits? It's up to you. How are you doing it? I'll use uh, wits. Okay, so action die. And... It's you're trying to get names here. This is how you're changing the fiction, trying to get some sort of uh, yeah. 
to, to know what this is. Um, right. So on my wits, I got an eight. So that's still only one success and one success right. on the other die. But yep. okay, it has to be a ten by ten, doesn't it, to, to get the flare? No, no, you can have a. It's got to just be a ten up. Okay. A ten or higher, okay. so a D ten or a D twelve. Yeah. So technically, I got only two successes. Um, are you going to do any ninja gear or abilities on this? No. Notice I have not told you a threshold. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have. Um, wait a second. I'm gonna. I'll bid my tra- my trait concealable on my. It's on my revolver, but it's concealable. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so that's how many, an extra. Yep, so it's an extra die. So go ahead and roll that. Um, that's a D6, right? Because it's got a trade on it. Yep. Okay. So that's three successes total. So the threshold, the threshold that I had in mind was two. So you beat it, you got a clean success. As you're moving around looking at these ancient headstones. Ancient, you realize maybe they're not that old. Uh, hundred years, couple hundred years maybe. As you can just barely make out uh, 19th century, so 18-something or another, one of a few of them. Uh, most of them are pre-Civil War. A couple of them are um, late uh, 18th century stuff. As you realize, this is probably a... Uh, a cemetery that happened right around the time of the Revolutionary War, maybe a little prior, maybe a little bit after as, as they piled in. Uh, you find a few French names, and um, there's a couple uh, uh, Native American names. Mostly, it's nothing that's really of note, except for one... So sorry, so sorry. Finding this guy. You say Brownson, as in Brownson is the last name. First name is Arrestus. Arrestus. That's what you find. So uh, you surmise this is uh, an old cemetery. Um, the earth is mushy, like very finely tilled soil here and there. Uh, maybe even like as you go deeper, um, your feet kind of sink into the mud, uh, or not the mud, into the grass and stuff. It's There's a... There's a smell here uh, like of humidity 
and just this tinge of death, of sweet decom- decomposition. As you guys are on top of uh, this bald hill, um, and in fact, Simon, you you see this uh, old sign, two decades old, it's wooden, it's actually half sunken in to the earth and grown over, and as you wipe away the name, you see it's called Bald Hill Cemetery. Uh, as up on this hill, the light of the sun, of the sun, peaks over the horizon, uh, the already, you know, you were already in twilight. The, the, the clouds were blood red. As the sun pops up, this brilliant sunrise washes over all of you, or all of you that are on top of the hill. So you have this weird scene where, to the east, uh, it's all sunlight, and you can see it reflecting off the lake uh, and the river. But then as you look over, uh, the shadow of the hill and such is still bathed in nighttime. What y'all doing? Yeah, I'm still waiting for Mariah to get back. Yeah, she hasn't come back yet. And uh, I guess I'm... And you're actually heading down there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nord, are you kind of hanging out up here with Leah? I'm gonna. As, I'm gonna keep keep an eye on uh, Tony. Simon or Tony? I'm gonna follow him about the same distance that he's following them. Okay. <laughs> yep. So, uh, Nord, you take off down the hill after Tony. <clears throat> Leah, you're seeing all of this. Uh, can I still Tony. see? Um, can I still see Mariah? No. Oh, okay. No. Uh, she she goes down in the woods. Here and there, uh, you see her peeking out, um, her form peeking out of the uh, the brush and overgrowth. Um, but I'm definitely gonna be keeping a close eye on her as she like as, as best I can as she's going. Okay. Tony, uh, you follow Mariah. Uh, she's she's got a pretty good head start on you. Um, as she gets out of your sight and you're trancing down the hill, you hear the gate creak and uh, close out ahead of you. A few minutes later, you get to this massive wrought iron gate or fence with the gate on it. Um, you note that the the gate itself is back door. Um, is not locked. Uh, and before you is this heavily wooded, long backyard, which from from this vantage point, Tony, you actually can't see the house. There's so many trees and such. You can make out a small, a, a thin rectangular pool of water uh, in a, in a, that's in the center of a path, and out ahead, this figure with this big bowl. Uh, that's the one I saw on the way up, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's a good football field away from you. Like, you can just make it out. It's like that big for you. I walk in. Thanks. We, as you're paying attention up there, you hear uh, the distant creak of that gate. Tony, as you're going in, 
immediately, despite the sunrise, which you saw happen as you were descending the hill, it's still nighttime or like nighttime in this uh, this backyard, which is heavily treed. Um, there's a uh, is, is it elaborately manicured or is it just kind of left to grow? It's wild. Yeah, there's uh, there's vines all over the ground uh, that's choked out the grass um, in lots of areas. Uh, like uh, probably, I'm thinking like Kutsu, but I think that's probably too north of north for Kutsu. I don't know. Is there Kutsu in or Couscous or whatever the fuck it's called in Detroit? I think it's Kutsu, but I'm not sure. Kutsu. How it is. I always hit it when I go to Atlanta, and I'm like, look at the fucking snow. Oh, Jesus. Ugh. The worst. Anyway, that kind of invasive vine is everywhere. Uh, there's a feeling of like a misty spookiness here. And despite your attempts at pushing on, your eyes are constantly drawn to that statue uh, that as you approach, you realize it's actually quite tall, uh, maybe six and a half, seven feet. And this huge, this wide bowl that it has, for some reason, is drawing your attention. Do you remember? It's full of well, what you think is blood. Yeah, go to walk up to it. As you approach, you see... Uh, it's um, some sort of metal statue, actually. Uh, you see the patina on it. looks like it, it's this woman that's crying. Um, and her eyes are looking down into whatever liquid is in the bowl. I uh, stick my finger in the liquid. Cheers. Of course you do. Of course. Uh, I believe we gave you a flaw which uh, has to do with a phobia. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and bid that flaw. <clears throat> Blood phobia. Hemophobia. <laughs> is, it, is it? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> Hemophilia? Yes. Blood phobia. <laughs> As you shake your hand shaking, you dip your finger into this liquid. Pulling it out, you realize it's just goopy water. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a minute to compose myself because it's not blood. Uh, and I, I look around to see if there's any inscriptions or any, uh, sort of at the base of the statue as sometimes you can see yeah, sure. Uh, what do you what do you bid to do this? To find something? I bid Latin. Why not? Why not? Why not? Latin, the creepiest of old languages. As you're searching around the base of the statue, um, how in depth do you go here? And and. Describe that scene. What does it look like? You just looking or you getting into it? Describe that. So I look around or around the base and I will try. And first of all, uh, 
I'll try and clear some of the vines and undergrowth that's sort of uh, in contact with the base and the ground because mm. I actually want to see how a statue is connected to the ground. Indeed. As you <clears throat> uh, take some time to pull these weeds up, uh, thinking they're going to come up easily, of course they're weeds, so they don't. Uh, they're they're uh, thick and, and ropey. Okay. I have a pocket knife. Pull out your pocket knife and start cutting off, you know, the weeds and such. It's, you I mean, see it's that, much, but it, 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 I think it would help. You see that the uh, the statue being metal, being very heavy, uh, it looks like it's bolted into a, a slab of concrete on the ground in front of this this uh, length of a pool. Looking around at the base, uh, since you bid Latin, uh, you will find some Latin uh, written along it. Find a year. Uh, Roman alphabet. Yay. Roman alphabet? Roman numerals. Which, you know, you can read. Uh, as you see, it says the year is uh, 1663. <clears throat> as you're looking around uh, trying to find something else that was maybe maybe like uh, a sculptor's name anything that, that might uh, give you a clue as to what this is you find the number three written on the opposite side of the, the, the foot of the statue so three towers uh that's it. That's it. All right. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not going to push my luck, uh, and I'm going to walk out. Unless I see, I mean, unless there's any other statues or or, or, what, or whatnot. There's um, the length of pool, and then uh, the path continues. It's, it's a a thin path of concrete and then uh, you see that what, what looks like there are these sort of like roundabout uh, wider spots that go deeper into this woods and then just barely now that you're at, you're at the statue you can see the lights from the house deeper in. I'll look around for the uh I'll take a look around a bit at the pool. Yeah. In front of this statue, there's... This pool is about three feet wide. Uh, as you look into it, you see a reflection, of course. The reflection of the pines over it. It's completely serene, placid, uh, like a mirror. But the water is black. Uh, the same sort of drudge uh, muck that was in the bowl itself. Maybe because of all the, the pine leaves or, or pine needles. Of course. Right. It's not being maintained. Um, that length goes 20, 30 feet out in front towards the back gate. Um, you feel very alone here uh, and insulated from the out outside world. And there's a feeling, perhaps, that the statue is looking at you regarding you, observing you somehow. 
uh, in that case, at that point, I'm actually going to walk back out towards the back gate. As you start towards the back gate, uh, taking a couple steps, you hear the splash of water behind you. Hmm. I'm going to continue walking. As resisting the urge to turn around, you start walking, ever feeling like something is watching you. Maybe the, the, the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. Uh, these trees that are towering above you now feel somehow claustrophobic around you. Uh, like they're keeping you in here, like a, like a snow globe or something. In the distance behind you towards the house, you hear a door slam. <laughs> As maybe you're kind of walking quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, I'm, I'm going to quick, quicken my pace. And you see out in front the gate. Up on the hills. What y'all doing? Uh, what is on the other side of the hill? You will go to the other side. Uh, we'll get to you in just a second. <laughs> are, are Leah and Nord doing anything extra here? It's probably well, been... 15 minutes. I was, watching, I was just kind of watching uh, Tony move move around and just kind of standing there. Well, you, you, you can't see him. Uh, once, he, oh. once, he gets, yeah, once he gets down about halfway down the hill, he's in the woods yeah. and you can't see him anymore. Yeah, I would have I followed, just kept, kind of kept an eye. Okay. So, uh, Nord, you're heading down, like you'd said, and I've forgotten, uh, keeping the same distance. Uh, behind Tony. He gets out of your sight a couple times. Uh, you hear the gate open, slam shut, or the creek shut, and you find yourself at the gate. We'll get back to you in a second. I'm going to jump back up to Simon. Simon, as you <clears throat> go past the sign of Bald Hill Cemetery, which we can add to the map at somewhere at some point, The ground is mush. Uh, it's it's firm enough to walk on, but your feet sink into the grass and the moss uh, a good inch or two every step. And here and there, uh, there's like a uh, a slushy sound, like a and a sucking sound as you pull your foot out. Looking around. You see uh, the hill has a has a, a a decline to it, a grade to it. Um, think of like going down like a if you've ever been skiing like a, a blue course and there's trees kind of here and there. You know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, well, the grade the grade the grade's about so, and there's um, little mogul hills. Uh, around trees that obscure the path here and there, um, but not enough to where you can't see the bottom. Uh, as you look around and see all these overturned and cockeyed tombstones, as you realize this is, you've gotten to the actual cemetery part. Um, as you're walking down and kind of like sliding a little bit, 
immediately, uh, since you're on this side, it's darkened because the hill is obscuring the sun. 10, 15 degrees cooler, so there's frost on the ground, crunching under your feet. Uh, the moss is on one side of the tree, like the north side or whatever the fuck. Um, and the smell is of, like, putrefying wood everywhere. Uh, if you're a person with sinuses or, like, the, like the allergies, that kind of kicks up into your head, into your face immediately. Your eyes may be water. Um, what are you doing down here? Um... Well, I was originally looking to see if it would be better to drive the car over the hill and out a different way as opposed to trying to drive it back uh, by the uh-huh. house. Um, but uh, now that Can I see that out real quick. Yeah. Now that I see all this, um, well, because it, all the tombstones and stuff look basically the same, like as what was on top of the hill, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to head back to my car and uh, get the keys from Leah and tell her that I need... Leah, give me your key. Give me back my keys. Before you get there, as you turn around, out the corner of your eye, you notice at the bottom of the hill, movement. We'll say that you're just beyond the lip of the ball, the, 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 the top of the hill, um, maybe 30, 40 feet down the grade. Kind of standing there with, like, you know, uh, like Captain Morgan with one foot up on, like, a, a rock. Yeah. As you're turning here, you know, the, the, the mud makes it difficult to actually get back up. You can do it, but it, you right. slide. At the corner of your eye, just as you turn, you saw some sort of movement. The reptilian part of your brain might think that it was some sort of like a like an animal. Okay. Um, if I'm thinking it's just an animal, I'm going to continue up the hill back towards my car. To make a uh, reaction roll, uh, be an action die. And your grace or your bronze? Mm. Action die. And on this, because it's a reaction roll, you can your dice work normally. Okay. Uh, the threshold well, is two. Okay, I've got a ten on my action dice. So that's so clear. So you can you can recover something. Okay, um, and I only got one on the aspect die. Um, so, is there something? Oh, Gotham says, you're not alone. <laughs> I think you, uh, you, Tony. Can I bid armor of the heart? Uh, just you can activate it. What happens when yeah. I don't know? Oh, armor of the Heart's just extra hit points, right? I don't know. Can't remember. Yeah, Armor of the Heart's just gives you extra plot armor. 
Um, I, but I wanted to I, I, I wanted to bid the ability to get another die. Or uh, you, the only way to do that is uh, if it specifically says it does. Oh, okay. Um, normally abilities give you bonuses to your success if you have upgrades. Right. Some of them say you get extra dice instead. Okay. Well, yeah, because that one's just a. Uh, um, yeah. That just gives you more plot armor. Ninja Gear could give you uh, extra dice. Um, okay, I will bid my flask to get an extra dice. Take a pull I'll from a, your, your flask? Yeah. Uh, as you saw something move behind you, maybe you take a little nip. Yeah, and that makes it three successes. Okay. You get a clean success. As you struggle up the hill, uh, maybe one at one point even going down to a knee and getting the muck uh, on your pants. What kind of pants are you wearing? Uh, like slacks. As uh, it's one of those situations where you feel the moisture just immediately soak into your, your pants and just go down your leg cold. Uh, maybe even curse under your breath as you... Uh, claw a little bit to push yourself back up. Just as you do, you hear a thud, thud, where you were. As you turn, do you turn? Yeah. You turn and look, and you see a rock, like a broken off tombstone chunk in the mud. Uh, it looks like a like like a meteorite hitting the earth, just you know, a smaller version of it. As the mud is all splattered, and you hear uh, the blood, the blood, the the mud on trees around you, and in in uh, the pine needles. Probably fine. Uh, I am going to, as quick as I can, get to cover. As you so. You, you got the clean success. As you scramble up, put your back up to a tree, and you're at the top of the hill where the firm ground is. Okay. Uh. Nord, you get to the gate. You open it. Uh, I can't see anymore. anymore. Ah, as you look in, and now you're at the gate, you see, uh, for a moment, you can't see Tony at all. And then you see him pop up behind that statue as he's pulled off a bunch of uh, the vines, and he looks like he's investigating the statue. Sure. I'll just kind of listen and watch. Uh, and do... cool. Yeah, I mean, just kind of... Self-fulfilling prophecy, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to break in. I mean, I, I, have, I, I have ethics. You know, I'm not gonna invite <laughs> me to go into this. If, if there's not, if there's nothing I can steal in there, or <laughs> you know, uh, you see, you see Simon, you see Tony uh, dip his finger in. Uh, you basically see that scene play out. You see him dip his finger in the bowl, looking at it. He looks in the water uh, in that little trough that that extends towards you. Looks like he kind of gets a little freaked out, turns and starts walking this way. Yeah. No, Nord, you can uh, 
You can bid or throw. You can bid or throw down to notice something. Uh, yeah, I w- I, I'm definitely paying attention. Uh, so I, I would like to. Um, I don't know if I can bid anything. Uh, uh, at this point, um, I can use conspiracy nut, which is my flaw. Yeah, uh, I love it. Yeah, as you're looking around, uh, tell me how that plays into this scene. Uh, describe this for me. Well, I mean, I feel, it's interesting. I feel like Nord is 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 a very flawed character. He's he's he really wants to break into the mainstream, and he's not afraid to maybe stretch some of the facts of things. So if he can just get a glimmer of any little detail or or just you know. If it's just a little bit of fantasy, like, it's going to make him feel better. Like, he, he wants to believe, like, Mulder, you know? As he was clearly, when, once he gets famous, he'll be the inspiration for Mulder. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. As, Lord, you're looking around, uh, kind of hoping to see something. And then you do. You see, up in the corner of the gate high up, uh, maybe actually attached to the tree, about yay big, this security camera. Go. <laughs> I'll wave to it. As you can tell, it's automated. And it's like, uh, you know, the old school camera. Like, moving around on a little arm. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> as you see, Tony, coming back, Tony, uh, as you get to the gate, it looks like there's someone standing at the gate. It's for a split second, you feel your heart jump in your chest when you realize it's Nord looking up into the canopy. Yeah, I think we're being watched. You think? Yeah. Not by the camera. We're being watched by those trees. <laughs> trees, what trees? No, nobody's, nobody's around. I mean, there was this little girl, like. Look, I was, no one, no one's there. Okay, no someone splashes the water when I when I when I leave. And and, and don't get me started on 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 what was in that bowl that that that, that statue has. It's it wasn't blood, but. Oh, let's let's uh. Where's the where's the girls? Oh well, Mariah's. I thought you were following Mariah. Where's well, she? I guess I I uh, I guess I took a left. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm definitely worried about her. I mean, I I don't trust. I don't trust uh, Annabelle. Don't. I mean, that's just, I'm, it's still, it gives me a sick feeling in my stomach every time I think of it. Let's, but, uh, let's, go, on, let's go on down the hill and see if uh, we can find them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so we walk down the hill, I guess. You mean up the hill? We're at the bottom of the hill at the oh, back. Yeah. Of the backyard. yeah, 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 up the hill. Little Gotham said, oh, fuck, I completely forgot about the kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Look, 
wait for them. They'll just, they'll just they'll just set a bunch of traps in the in the in the house. A couple of burglars will come along. There'll be right. like three other movies. They're, in, one. It's they're NPCs. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, Leah, Leah seems fine. I, Leah, I, I let my kid around around uh, Annabelle, but you know. well, I never really thought about it because I was trying to be a priest for five years. Yeah. Well, I never thought about it because I never want to have kids. So I... <laughs> Little Gotham says, yeah, we've all seen what happens to NPCs. Uh, Simon, you're you're up top hiding behind a tree on top of the hill. You see uh, across the bald part of the hill, um, obscured by the car... Because the car is not completely up onto the hill yet. It's sort of just got like the – actually, I don't know if it has the parking brake or not on. Uh, but you do see Leah kind of leaning up against it. Speaking of. Do <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a favor real quick. <laughs> you know where it goes. <laughs> Who wants to do the payroll? Uh We'll say Simon can't <laughs> – I'll do. A, I'll do high. Who's going to be fortune? All right. So here are the stakes. Fortune. Leah remembered to put <laughs> the parking brake on. A false fortune. False fortune. Well, she didn't. So uh, you can find out if that that Buick <laughs> pops out of gear. So <laughs> I roll. The D100? Yes. Yeah. Simon is not happy. <laughs> Alright. Hilarious. I got a 49. I got a 15. As Simon, you're looking, and this all runs through your mind. If you didn't put on the parking brake, you can just see, almost like, you'd see the Buick, like, uh, disappear over the hill. Her falling down, it crashing through the woods, and killing Nord and Tony. Uh, <laughs> Party way. <laughs> but it doesn't fall. The action is on you, sir. I'm, well, I'm looking back to see through the stone now. Yep. Since it was not an animal. Yeah, you look around. You don't see anything. Or you see what I described. Yeah. But no more movement. Okay. You said anything? Uh. I will pull out my gun and big gunplay. Yeah. Because that's, uh, that's one of my gifts or whatnot. So that way I'm sitting there watching for movement to see if somebody tries to attack me again. As you pull out your gun, bidding gun play, since it's the 80s, you have to be holding it like this, right? Yeah. Even though that's not how you should do it, but you do it anyway. Yeah. Up against the tree, you're looking here and there, being very careful. You don't see anyone. There's a there's a, a beat. 
of silence. And then, distant, probably all the way down uh, on the ground, you hear soft footfalls running away. Okay. Um, I'm going to head back to the Buick then, and because it's too far away for me to do anything. So I'll head back to the Buick and proceed to try and get it out of here. As uh, disclosure, because you bid something, you detected what that was. Right. As you move back, uh, Rhea, you see Simon coming back, looking... How do you look, Simon? I'm covered in mud, like, from down my pants, the front of my stomach, a little on my sleeves, uh, just from having to climb up the, climb up the hill. I've got the gun, I put the gun back into my pocket, and I look pissed, because I'm covered in mud. My Buick has been driven up this hill. I spent 6500 on that thing. That's... And just so you know, you can see it in my eyes. You're getting a bill for this. <laughs> Nord and uh, Tony, are you coming up the hill or are you staying down there? I think we're all we, Yeah, we, we kind of failed at our duty in protecting Mariah, so... <laughs> As you guys uh, up top, you see Nord and Tony ambling up, kind of talking to each other, looking over their shoulders here and there. They look not scared, but Concerned. Uh, Leah, you don't see Mariah with them. <laughs> Wait, where's my daughter? You hear, uh, as you guys are about halfway up the hill, still. Uh, so you all know the hill's about two, three hundred feet. So it's, you know, it's a good piece. She, she lost us. Well... Am I going to go do this myself? Probably. Okay. <laughs> Probably. I mean, I I think children are just like innately evil. So, you know. No, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You were just telling me two minutes ago that we shouldn't be hurting children, but now oh, they're innately evil. Come on. Innately <laughs> evil adults. Definitely, uh, but, you know, that's why I don't have kids, because I'm not good with kids. I mean, clearly, we were having a conversation earlier, and I was terrible at it, and I would probably, you know, don't blame her for, you know, getting weirded out, running off. I mean, I don't don't know what to do with children. They They should be somewhere else. Put them in boarding schools. That's what I'm not worried. I'm not worried about Mariah, because Mariah's at a bird. Yeah. I mean, what about what? You know, that's. I'd be worried about her with Annabelle if, if she was a bird, but she's not a bird, so. All right, I'm going to go find her, I guess. It's it's full on morning by this point. Uh, the sky, the colors have started dying down. It's it's going into, you know, the blues. Um, those of you that are actually on top of the hill. You can see out to the west, uh, it looks like the beginnings of storm clouds. Um, 
probably in the next few hours it's going to do the ripping and the tearing. As Leah, you start trouncing down the hill. What are the rest of you doing? At some point, we got, we're going to have to go back, so we should probably follow her because our transportation is down there. Oh, yeah. I'm getting my car out of here. So I hop into my car and, and try to get it down the hill. So do you, uh, do you try to turn it around or do you back up the whole 300 feet plus in through the woods? <laughs> Does it, does it easily look like I could turn it around? Um, if it looks like I could turn it around, I would. You could. You could do it. Uh, it'll, um, take a, it'll take a bid or a throwdown to do it. Because, right. um, well, I'm going to bid... Uh, I want to do this, but it's going to hurt me. Uh, I want to bid my flaw stubborn that I get cool. my car down the hill. Yeah, <laughs> and you... Uh, go can I help him? Sorry. Yeah, you can aid him. You can aid him. Yeah, I, I'll use my flashlight. I, I see him struggling, and I'll point... I'll point my... I'll turn the flashlight on and point it down the road. Okay. Uh, <laughs> as you... Uh, are you bidding your flashlight to do this? To yeah, any, you, you have to bid. Okay. Um, so what you do is you give Simon one of your aspect dice. So which aspect are you aiding him? Uh, I'll, I'll give him my mind. Which is what? Uh, it's a D10. Okay, so you get a D10 on this, on this throwdown. Um, so action die, you're bidding stubborn. Which aspect are you going to use? Uh... Would wits be fine? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Navigating us. Yeah, and uh, because being a cop, I would have had courses in driving a vehicle and doing yeah, sure. stuff with it. So Crazy shit. So we got yeah. 2d10 and whatever your wits is. Okay. Um, so I, thought, I said this is a bit or a throwdown. So you've got it. It's just do you get a narrative point or not? So go ahead and okay. roll. Um, I rolled, I got three successes. All right, you get a narrative point. Do you want to spend it now to change this, or are you just going to roll with it? I'm going to, I'll go ahead and spend it now to say that I, I definitely navigated out of there and don't do any more damage. Yeah, you were going to lose your tailpipe. Okay. <clears throat> uh, as you all see, uh, this scene... Um, does anyone jump in the car with him, or are you all walking, or what? I'm just going to walk in front of him. Uh, all right. Oh, with the flashlight. Um, Simon, it's your show that you spent the narrative point. Uh, describe how this all occurs. Well, you see Simon start to back up, and he's backing up, and he backs up probably about 10, 15 feet, and there's a clearing just big enough for the Buick to fit in, and you see him back it in three point turn style like you're supposed to <laughs> and then he gets it facing the right way and he does not go the exact same way Leah did because like some parts are okay but then he'll get to a part and he's like nope and I, 
and, and we'll go the off like out a little bit to get back because it's a safer way. So uh, now he's Nord, got the Nord. Since you're aiding him, uh, describe how that plays into all this, and you guys can go back and forth. Sure. When when he's backing up, uh, you, you know you can't really. They don't have lights on the back of these old '70s cars, so I'm just sort of walking by him and and uh, maybe I'm giving him saying a little small talk, talking to him through the window about uh, where'd you get this car? <laughs> and how do you find it? I mean, this thing is so generic. Oh, that's that's the point. The, you don't want to have a descript car. You want people to think that you're just everyone else. Oh. It's like one of them Monday morning cars. Yep. I want to be yeah. able to drive in the traffic and people use me quickly. Oh, well, you seems pretty adept at it, so... What did you spend? A thousand bucks on this thing? Or was it... You get a deal for, what, 800 no, I bought it used. It's six, it was 6500 When was the last time you bought a vehicle? It's the 80s, man. A new one's <laughs> 9000 <laughs> Not 65 Oh, I Googled it. The new one was 9000 Was it? Okay. <laughs> In the right. 80s, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Early 80s, first. man. <laughs> I've, I've had a, right. I've got a deal or no deal a board game. It was like a... Dealer's Choice is what it's called, and it, I think it was 70s, and the cars in, in this board game were like $800. That's awesome. Yeah, he so, probably, probably could have got financed at 40% interest. Sure. As, as you guys make it uh, through the woods, um, it's, it's, it takes you a good 10, 15 minutes to do this. Uh as you're you're coming out onto the road, a good clunk 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 clunks. Uh, but your wheels don't go. Uh, your car is in order. Um, Simon, you, you haven't really given the car once over to see what damage it's been or has been done to it, but it's still running. Um, as you get out to the street, and it is bloody morning, like totally daylight at this point. Uh, sun in the air, people walking their dogs and shit, you know, uh, going around. Or I should say, they have people to walk their dogs because it's a rich neighborhood. Uh, as the Buick, <laughs> with Nord out front and a flashlight, the Buick spills out of the woods <laughs> over the curb into the cul-de-sac. Gunk, 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 gunk. A couple people, like, Walking dogs, like big German Shepherd style dogs, turn. <gasps> what? Huh? Huh? They just uh, gaping and gawk at you. Uh, you notice now, under the cover of darkness, it made a lot of sense to park Nord's Kippy van <laughs> in the driveway of this very nice house. You know one of those driveways that does this? Uh, it has the yard that no one wants to cut. Uh, but right now, it doesn't look right. It looks, in fact, very suspicious. 
And uh, tell me high or low, Nord. Low. You see, you see a police officer actually parked next to that house, looking at the license plate with a little flip thing, you know, writing the license plate down, looking down at it. Uh, the police officer has not seen you all because it's uh, out of a cul-de-sac and up or you know, down the road uh, a good piece. But you do see it. Um, do I... Can I see the police officer? Oh, yeah. You see Nord I, stop and go rigid? <laughs> like, turn off his flashlight? <laughs> can I... Uh, well, I mean... Do would I do I recognize the police officer? Oh, that'd be a bit. <laughs> and that little dolphin says, "Nothing to see here. Move along." <laughs> uh, I'm gonna bid distant because he's very far away. Stop rationalizing it to see if I know him. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I'm going to say to see if I know him and see if he's friends with Idaway. Right. Okay. So this would be a throwdown. Uh, so as written, you do not know him. And in fact, he is an antagonist. If you get a clean success on this, that's not the case. This is a normal cop uh, that has a connection to Idaway. Doesn't know you, but has a connection either way. If it's limbo, it's just a normal cop. Okay. Get, uh, uh, threshold, since it's a written thing, the threshold's going to be three. Okay. So that'll be my action die and... Uh, Which aspect to use? And, uh, Nord, you can aid him, although you cannot aid him with your mind because you've already given him your mind back. I think I'm... Okay. Mind would make sense over wits, right? Sure. Because it would be I mean, knowing him. And knowing about him. Okay. You can aid him, you just can't use your mind. So basically, uh, another player can aid you up to four times. Not in the same go, but because you only have four aspects. Um, can I use my nature to aid him? No. It's got to be... Or you, you, can, you can bid whatever you want. Sure. It makes sense. And you give him one of your aspects. Okay, like my wits. Yeah, what is your nature? Uh, my nature is an altruist, and so like yeah, I genuinely yeah, have, I gen genuinely genuinely care about uh, Gabby, and you know, we're we are uh. researching a story so about kidnapping or murdering children. So I feel like we are on the same side of the law at the very. You know, core. All right, what aspect do you give him? <laughs> uh, uh, Wits. So that you give him. And, and what is it? It's a, it's a D8. All right, it's a four. you get a D8. And I have zero successes. <laughs> so you did your action, you did your mind, you did your, your D8, and you got zero. Did you get all ones? No, uh, two threes and a two. All right, you got proficiencies, you got ninja gear. You've got uh, abilities if you want to do those. 
Um, can can I give them my my uh, talent of when plans go awry? No. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna bid the tray on my flask confident. Uh, so that would be a D6. That's an A success. Good. Mm. That's better than none. And then uh, I'm going to use an ex- my expression. Can I use expression as a proficiency? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. In this situation, and I'll reroll the D10, which is another success. So that puts me at two. You're at two. So you're, you're, um, you're one below number. Which is up to the arbiter to decide what each of those degrees means. But the idea yeah. is, if you miss it by three, that's a lot worse. That's like a, that's almost critically failing. Missing it by right. one, you're just failing. And I guess I'm gonna bid my lock pick. Can I, uh, the, the look says I cannot bid my lockpick. You, you tell me. How does it work? Uh, I don't have anything else to... If you can, if you can conv- make it convincing, then it's fine. I, I can metaphysically. <laughs> not, not actually. I say shoot your shot, man. What is it? Uh, but I'm, I'm sitting there playing with it, remembering um, a time that... I had to pick one of the cops' lockers because because he locked himself out. And yeah, absolutely. That this guy looks like it may have been him or he may have been watching. Sounds good. You get that extra guy. Okay, and that's that's only a D four, right? Because it doesn't have any. Correct. Mm. Yep. That's only two successes. Uh, I can't bid anything else. You got proficiencies? Nope, I do not. I've used them all. Aha! You could spend a point of breath if you want to go directly to Linda. Although it would make all of what you did not matter. No, I, I'm, I'm going to stick with just selling by one. Okay. All right. As you're looking at that cop, he looks familiar. You've seen him before, but you don't know him. And you know, in fact, that uh, he's not enemies or anything with Idaway, but you know he's not a friend of Idaway. Um, uh, he was also one who used to make fun of me because of my partner going missing. That's right. That's right. I'll give you a, I'll give you a narrative point for taking that for the team. Um, as um, and it, it goes into your your flaw as well, which you did uh, the stubborn. As he's taking down Nord's information, or his license plate, I should say, you see him kind of like tap, thinking, as he goes back to his cruiser and gets inside. Thankfully, Uh, it's not. It's the 80s, so there's no internet. Yeah. Does, uh... I want to make note of his car number. Okay, yeah. Car number five. R fifty four. R fifty four. Clearly. Uh, let's see. Which one are you? 
Uh, you see this man, um, he's pretty He's pretty tall, looks like he's in his 30s, uh, you know, cop regalia uh, from the early 80s, so it's like all tight. Um, he's African-American, and uh, close, close cropped hair. He's got a look on his face where he frowns a lot. And you notice that he has on these gloves. In particular, they're they're like these driving gloves, but they're blue, like this kind of royal blue. And his car number. Didn't think about his car number. His car number will be number fifty-four. Where are you? Try it. Oh. All right. A few moments later, uh, you hear the engine turn on <clears throat> as he's sitting there. Uh, Leah and Tony, what are you all doing up at the hill? I'm still, I'm, I went down to go look for Mariah. Oh, that's right. So you go down to the gate. Uh, Tony, what are you doing at the top of the hill? I, no, I followed, I followed uh, behind Tony, or behind Nord. Oh, behind, um, yeah. So you're with Nord. Okay, yeah. so you're right there. Um, Leah, you get to the gate. What are you doing? Uh, is it locked? Nope. So I'll go ahead and just open it. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> it squelches, or squelches, squeaks uh, the wrought iron. As you look out, the scene is a little bit different since it's it's now later in the morning. <clears throat> still misty and kind of dreamy, like dark nightmare back here. Uh, this creepy statue looms out in front of you with this trough uh, 20, 30 feet out in front of it staring at you. Um, you can just barely make out uh, through the foliage uh, a good football field away. So two, 300 feet uh this large mansion that Annabelle lives in. Uh, I start heading towards the mansion. Do I see any kind of, like, footprints or anything? No, everyone was walking on uh, the path. <clears throat> Maybe here and there you might see some stuff uh, in the mud. Um, two or three different kinds of people. Uh, as you get to the statue, you notice that... Uh, the, the the vines and such, the overgrowth around it has been disturbed and cut and pulled up, revealing some of the base of the statue. Uh, and you see that the, the liquid inside the bowl has this reddish tint to it, this reddish-orange, goopy tint to it. Uh, I will actually just stick my finger in it and see what it looks like, or what it smells like, I should say. It smells like rust. And it's, it's thick and, and, and kind of slimy. Uh, so I'll also go ahead and just sort of, you know, lick it a little, like a tiny bit off my finger. 
<laughs> um, all right, you can bitter throw down to not throw up. Uh, okay. As you whip um, this, and it tastes like licking a turd. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to bid uh, um, unscathed. Yeah. It's probably got the aftertaste of tetanus. Yeah, <laughs> as you whip it, it tastes like but your mind is flooded in an instant with all sorts of nasty images. Slimy, fleshy, rotting shit. Uh, maggots erupting from their egg sacs. Um, just throwing up everywhere. Uh, the horror of war um, and, 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 and decay. And you hear in your mind a thunder, a groan, and a word spoken in a language you've never heard, as it immediately causes you to sweat everywhere. As you sort of shudder and stammer back, looking at your finger, you see it's just this normal water but it's got this goop and this decay of, like, the pine needles and uh, rust from the metal. Okay. Uh, well, at that point, I will sort of, you know, shake my head and start um, start heading up towards the house. Do you take note of the word? Yeah, yeah, I will. Give me just a moment. Okay. Oh, little G gave Leah a pit point. Oh, did mm-hmm. she? Thank you. Yeah, because yes. she doesn't know of anyone who would have dipped their finger in that and thought it was a good idea to taste it. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I'm a weird person. What can I say? <laughs> the word you hear. So here's how this mechanic works. Uh-huh. Did you bid what to keep yourself from throwing up? Unscathed. We're going to have you throw down for a sanity roll. Okay. You will, either way, you will remember the word since you chose to do it. But gotcha. remembering it means you get a sanity roll. Here is the right. word. The word is, it's two words. It's Malhella Revulo, which I will type in the chat. And then for Sandy, it's is my is that just my mind and my action dice? Yep, yep. And you okay. can you can since it's a throwdown, you can do everything normal. You can do proficiencies, abilities, and engine gear, et cetera, et cetera. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, so so I, I figured I'd take this opportunity. To go this too. A new thing I'm working on. Ooh, what is it? The mini roll scroll. Hmm. The pocket size for tra- and have like a belt clip and stuff. 
Oh, that's cool. You have to uh, show it all rolled up here in a minute. Yeah. Okay. How much is the threshold again? Two. Okay, well, I'm at limbo then, because I got a four and a six. So that means you get a flaw, but you don't take a derangement unless you're going to re-roll or do something else. Uh, um, no, I won't, I won't go ahead. I'll just take the flaw. As you hear this language spoken, somehow you know it is the same language as the Red Red. It thunders in your mind, makes you uneasy in your your dun chi, like deep down in the, the core. You know you're going to have nightmares about it. But you remember it. Malhella Revulo. As time for a moment stands still, slash speeds up, sweat. And for when you come out of this daze, you're actually not entirely sure how long you've been standing there. Uh, put uh, down that you get a flaw, and you yeah. can decide what it is dealing with this. You can do it now. You can do it later. It's up to you. Just make a note. I'll go ahead and do it now and just let you know. I'm going to call it um, disjointed. Sure. Yeah. As you feel disjointed kind of stammering back. Out on the street, what are you all doing? So the cop's driving away, right? Nope. He's still in his car. Well, he's his car on there. Is he facing away or facing towards us? Tell me how low. Uh, low. Which one do you want? I want him to be facing away. It, it is low. He's facing away. Okay. Uh... We need to get Maria and Leia and probably get out of here quickly. I would agree with you. In agreement as well. So I could probably... What, you're a border guard. Uh, why don't you go and distract him and get him to look the other way? I'll, I'll drive around the block and, you know, we'll just meet one block over when he's not looking. That's that crazy problem. No. I mean, it's not like he's not he's not like arrested me or anything. You know, if 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 he if he comes after me, I'll stop. And you know, I don't have anything in the car. Probably that. You know, <laughs> country guys. I mean, you can park places and go places. You know, I. It's not like I, I have. I'll tell you what. Okay, I haven't dealt with cops oh, before. I got an idea. Listen. Nord. You are now from Toronto. I don't okay. like what's in the back of your van. And I'm going to escort you back. But what if, what if I run into him, like, later on? Like tomorrow, and then he's gonna—he's gonna be suspicious of me forever. Like I just got this van, man. There's no way he can deport you. You're actually American. Don't worry about it. I mean, I got papers for it and everything. It's not like he's gonna, you know, take it. I mean, I did a pretty good job of 
I mean, there weren't papers, but I made papers for it. So they're, they're legitimate. It's a clean van. I don't think there are any drugs in there. You don't think? I think last night I did all of them. Anyway, it'd take them a while to search. I, I mean, I, I've been running away for a little while. Anyway, so it doesn't <clears> matter. <throat> it's not, it's like, it, we're here for a reason. We're, like, here to, like, find find this girl that's missing. We were asked by the police force to do it. I mean... Um, we're not asked by the police force to do it. Oh, I mean, I'm following along. I've been journalist. I'm a respected... I belong to the fourth branch of the United States of America. Checks and balances, man. Yeah, well, I get a check from another branch. Yeah, we're on the same team. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, if he's who I think he is, he's not a friend. He looks nice. Well, yeah. you can go talk to him then. But I don't think he would... He thought I was crazy, and he probably thinks Idaway is crazy too. So sure. I, I mean, I'm not 100% if that's who he is or not, but if it's him, there's no love lost there. Yeah, what's he going to do? I mean, we're in a neighborhood, and it's a free country. Who's pressing charges? As you guys have your, as you guys have your Buick just sitting on the side of the road in a cul-de-sac, uh, it's all beaten up. Um, <laughs> Nord and Tony, you're standing outside next to the Buick. Uh, by the grace of the powers that be, this this cop has not turned around to look. Uh, the people that have walked their dogs have now gone on. Um, and, again, by the grace of gods, have not gone over to talk to this cop. Although it looked like they were concerned that you all were here. There's definitely the feeling in the air of if they come back, if they if you linger too long, eventually people will call the cops on you. Because you're just too out of place in this super upscale neighborhood. Uh, that has security cameras all over the place. Um, that said, we move back to Leah. As you come out of your disjointed trance, what are you doing? Uh, I'll look around, make sure nobody's around me. Uh, doesn't look like it. You just noticed the statue still disconcertingly. It looks like it's looking at you, but sure it's not. It's a statue. Um, so at that point, I, Leah will, again, you know, at that point she'll actually, you know, she'll shake her head and, um, start making her way towards the mansion. As you get to the mansion, a few moments right before you get to the door, this big, too wide door, you know, big rich door, it opens up and you see Mariah as she shuts it behind her. Mom! What are you doing here? Well, you were taking forever, and I don't see your friend behind you, so I'm guessing it didn't go well. Fine. I mean, we just had to clean up, and I ate something. 
We were waiting for you and you guys decided to dilly-dally. What? I didn't drive us on top of the hill. Well, did you at least learn anything useful? Annabelle doesn't know anything, okay? Yeah, sure. And I'm and I'm from Detroit, born and raised. You see her just kind of cock her head. Look, she was friends with Gabby, and she probably just wants to protect her. Well, if she's she's missing, Mariah. It's not like she can protect her when her friends not were to be found. You see, uh, Mariah just kind of like look around, like she doesn't know what to say or do. Unless you're implying that maybe she's not so missing. She eye shifts. What do you mean? I mean, do you know maybe perhaps that she made she just ran away from home, or maybe ran somewhere in particular? Where you been? Mariah doesn't say shit. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna bid soldier. I've interrogated people before. <laughs> <laughs> what? How do you do this? Uh, oh, I'm gonna do my pencil. Shit. Uh, I'll just basically look her. You know, I'll I'll take like a you know half step forward and just look her dead in the eye, just like the total like thousand yard stare kind of look at her, just like I'm looking through her, not at her. Uh, your daughter has had this happen to her before. <clears throat> You'll have to throw down. <laughs> I have a feeling this is not the first time. Um, we're going to say it's a threshold of two. Uh, it's a little bit difficult because she is your 10, 11 year old daughter. So this would be uh, a wit or a mind or whatever? Uh, whichever one you think it should be. I if, you're, think, if you're if you're being physically imposing, that it'd be brawn. Uh, I'm gonna say it's gonna be it's gonna be witch. It's a mind like this is a mind game for me. Okay. Do it. Do it. Do it. Nice. I got three. All right. As <clears throat> with a clean success, you stare through her. She holds the gaze for longer than she should be able to. Uh, but then she breaks it. She's not inside, but she she was staying here, okay? She did run away. And she looks up slowly. Mom, there's some people after them. Well, all the more reason we need to figure all this out. Because it sounds like this is part of something bigger than even maybe your friend knows about. As she, her eyes, her gaze shifts a little bit, you can tell she probably, you're probably right about that. As in they're both scared, and Mariah is likely not directly a part of it. On and that don't note, forget, we, we've had a lot of, we have, we've had an awful lot of weird things going on to ourselves tonight. Or I guess yesterday, technically now, but... Mariah looks up at you. I guess. I mean, my supposedly dead friend came back twice after being put down. 
while dying once and then being put on the ground another time. You see her kind of hurt. She shifts her weight and just sort of frowns at you. I'm just saying that this is not normal stuff and clearly there's something else going on. Are you okay? I mean, as okay as one can be after having to watch your friend die and then having to shoot him. So She arcs an eyebrow. You shot someone? Oh, right. You were asleep. Yes, he... He... He came back to life, for lack of a better way to put it. And, uh... He was attacking... He was attacking one of the people in, the, in our house. You shot someone in our house? Yes. She just sort of... Searches. Okay. I did what I needed to do to protect somebody. He was Jesus. not... He was not human anymore. You should have seen the look in his eyes. What are you saying? I'm saying that... Well, okay. Remember when the bus disappeared out from under our feet? No. What do you mean, no? You were right there. Mom, we got off the bus. No, we didn't. She kind of shifts back a little bit away from you. You're sounding like the rest of them. The rest of who? She kind of clams up a little bit, but you, you got a clean success to kind of open her up. The rest of the parents, they talk kind of like you are talking right now. What do you mean? You mean... Just, you just mean about weird stuff. And about parents. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know them. Uh, she's stayed over here for a couple sleepovers, maybe. Yeah. So, wait, They're are you saying that this is something that her parents are doing, not just her? I don't know. I don't talk to grown-ups. They're old. You know they're like 35. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, are they... Do you know when they're going to be back? Mom, I... Why would I know? Well... They usually go away for like six months at a time. I think they call them snowbirds. And why do they leave their daughter here? Why are we... Why did we drive up a, a, up a creepy hill through the woods? And you I killed just, someone in our apartment, apparently. Well, he was already dead, trust me. Oh, my God. She throws her hands up in the air. Do you want something to eat? We cooked. <laughs> I and she opens sure, the door and you smell bacon and eggs. Sure, why not? I'm, I'll come in as long as she doesn't immediately want to kick me out. So we're going into yeah. a montage where they can do some player table talk as well as describe kind of what their characters are doing without the need of throwing down and spending uh, traits. So if anyone, if anyone of the party were around, I feel like Leah is definitely getting increasingly frustrated with the whole situation, like... He's used to, you know, fighting, uh, fighting things that, that make sense, you know. 
like you, you know, but but all this all this weird stuff is really kind of making her a bit unhinged, actually. Where are we again? I'm you guys into that. I'm assuming we're still back at a. Uh... Go back to the van once you left. Uh, yeah, my, yeah, no, I think I think Nord is like, for instance, I think Nord, he's not worried about a police officer. He's dealt with the police for years and years and years. He knows, he's confident. You know, he might look weird or act weird, but he's got the gift of gab. He can get himself out of most uh, most situations, as far as as far as I know. And uh, he's, it's just another situation. It's no big deal. And let's just leave. What about Leah? Well, I thought Leah just came out. Nope. She went inside. Oh, she went inside. Yeah, but we don't know that. Well, I mean, she's not here. We're all standing here. I, yeah, I'm definitely thinking that it's it's probably time we get out of here. Well, uh, you want to? Should we should we go get some breakfast at the diner? The fancy? Well, we can't. Simon's got a point. Shit, we can't just leave Leia. Well, we're not going to leave her. I mean, when she comes out, you know, if somebody comes up to us, just don't just chill, man. Don't act like we've you know pointed guns at like children or anything. Oh. We can okay, all okay. sit here this long. Okay, I actually have a cool idea though. So, Hawker, for your character, um, can it, like, would it be okay if your character like just remembers my character's name is Leia? Like, and you, you think of it in your head as like, oh yeah, Princess Leia, obviously. Yeah, I'm sure they did something bad to uh, to my parents' name at Ellis Island. So, sure, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Later. Hmm. How about we just leave and then, okay, let's just leave and go around the corner, at the very least, because it just looks really weird at this driveway. Sure. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's a good, okay, a good, a good call. You know, I don't like it when police are looking at my my van. It's about this time that the cop car. Drives off. That's the second time this has happened to me. They 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 were looking at my van the other day, and uh, they just drove off. I mean, I don't know what they're looking for, but I don't think it's this van. <laughs> okay, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to drive to the nearest gas station, use the phone book, and call the Butte household here. If you guys want to go back to Tony's apartment, I'll call and see if Mariah and them are still there, and if so, I'll tell them I'll come back and pick them up. But I, our cars are sitting here, and it's getting daylight, and we need to be less suspicious than this. Sure. All right. Oh, in the dark. Why, why, why don't we just have Tony go knock on the door and, like, 
or did we see uh, her go in to the house? I mean, we know no, where she, she went. Uh, she was uh, at the back oh, of the house. The back. Yeah. No, so we have no idea where she is. Well, it's just like, I feel bad. Like, I, you don't leave somebody behind. <laughs> I mean... Uh, maybe I'll move the car, out, the van, out of the driveway and park it a little better. Where you park right now? Park it, let's just park it at like a little, around the corner. Yeah, place that's 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 a little more plausible for a, a vehicle of this type to be for yours. Uh, this is an affluent subdivision. It's sure. going. There's not going to be anywhere for us to park without driving three or four blocks away. All these people have house cleaners, you know? It's the house cleaners van. They've also got they, they've also they've also got other people that drive vans like this. Who drives a van like this? They got you got they make a living cleaning houses. It's a part of it's a part of the thing that, right, let's that, just let's just go. Let's just go. Look. I feel like we should wait for Lee. We are going to wait. Around the corner. Yeah. Because you're in someone's driveway. (laughs) Well, I'll pull out of the driveway and just, we'll just run it on idle. You know, gas is cheap. And, you know, no big deal. Just get it out of the driveway. Yeah, we'll get it out of the driveway. I'll just pull onto the the side of the road. Yep, you do. Okay. You guys stay here and wait for Leah. I'm going to go to the nearest telephone booth and, and try mine. Did you see the Buick? <laughs> Drive off. Uh, Nord, tell me higher low. Low. Oh. I will say, let's, er, because I, I said it a minute ago, right? The meet back at Tony's place. Yeah. So that's what we'll meet at Tony's. Okay, I don't know where that is, but I'm sure Tony will tell me where it is. Uh, yeah, I know where it is. Tony, <laughs> roll me a d12 and tell me if it's higher or low. We use the rubber dice. Don't it's a twelve. Nord, as you, as, you, <laughs> as you pull the van around, it finally backfires. Bang! As it does, sounding like a gunshot. <laughs> you can tell in this subdivision, it has alerted people to something outside. As maybe some people look outside. Montaging through Leah, as you get into this house, it is opulent. Everything in here is expensive. Um, everything's clean. Lots of space in every direction. It makes you wonder how do they dust? There's this huge TV. It's a big CRT. Oh, it's projection. Yeah. That's the way they used to do it. That's right. A big projection. 
huge fireplace. Paintings on the wall and shit like that. This little poodle, a little miniature poodle, runs up and uh, doesn't bark, but stands up on you and starts licking your fingers and such. And Mariah brings you in. It smells like bacon and eggs. There's this... Uh, you see Annabelle sitting at this, this, this large uh, buffet, and there's this uh, Mexican lady, or Hispanic-looking lady, cooking. Uh, she's wearing a chef's outfit and is making, like, she's got all these spices and all sorts of stuff, making this deluxe omelet. As she looks over... Says some stuff in Spanish. Uh, does your character speak Spanish? Probably not, no. Says something in Spanish. As Annabelle turns to you, you see she's cleaned up and she doesn't have the uh, <clears throat> the white makeup on anymore. But she still has the fangs. And she says, She wants to know if you want some food. Do you want some food? Yes, that would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Where's your other robber poor friends? They went to go. Uh, well, actually, I don't know. Now that I think about it, they were. The Buick. I guess they're um, off doing their own thing. You hear a gunshot. Bam! as everyone in here turns towards the cul-de-sac. Uh, Leah would probably actually, like, hit the ground, like, legitimately. <laughs> they do. And then Neville goes, what the hell? Walks over the door, opens it, slowly turns around to you, Leah, and goes, your friends are going to get in trouble. We'll go into the dread at this point. The action is on you all. You see the front door to Annabelle's house open. That was pretty loud, Tony. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> I hope that Lee's gonna come out here. Some Leah's gonna come out here soon because uh, I don't think these guys are liking what's going on. But you know, she served in the military, so she knows you don't leave a compatriot behind. We're not going to do that um, here. At this point, Leah will uh, go out the door to see, what, to see what she can see. On that note, we jump to Simon. You have driven off. Are you going pretty quickly? Are you going casually? How are you doing this? No, it's uh, just normal. Like, casually... Um, just, like I said, to the nearest gas station or telephone booth, whichever one I see. Because there's going to be a telephone booth at the gas station, but whichever one as, is closest to As you drive <clears throat> around this winding, rich person neighborhood, you see that it would probably be pretty easy to get lost if you didn't know where you were going. But you just retrace your steps from uh, your path from last night. Um, 
you pass by a clubhouse and out front, because this is the 80s, there is a phone booth. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll pull up to it and <coughs> get in the phone booth and look up uh, their phone number. for the. You see this? You see this phone booth is divided into two places. One is everyone in the neighborhood. The other is the city. Okay, that'll make it easier. Then I'll look for everybody in the neighborhood. Sorry, what? What do you look for? Well, I look for Butte. Um, the parents. The parents' oh, name would be would have been in the file that Idaway gave me. You see Frederick Butte. Will be Frederick and Leanna Butte. And you see their number. We'll also say that as you're flipping through the book, in those ads in the phone book, I'm trying to actually remember how phone books work. <laughs> yeah. As you're flipping through. I think it's too early to have the yellow pages. I think they came around later. I'm not sure. Well, with this being just a subdivision phone book, it would be fancier. So it mm. probably wouldn't have ads and stuff in it. It would just be... Well, in the front, you do see some ads or what look like ads. And it's it looks like calendar events, like yeah. potlucks, uh, get-togethers. And you see one is a masquerade, and it's coming up on the uh, full moon. I'm sorry, the equinox. Okay. Um, does it have any other details or just, like, does it say clubhouse or where is it at? It doesn't say where. No. In fact, you actually note there is no location. It just says, hope to see you there. Uh, this community, I actually didn't name the community. What's the name of this community? Bellgrounds. What is it? <laughs> Bellgrove. Bellgrove? Yeah. I like it. Yeah, do you like Bellgrove, Masquerade Ball, uh, Spooky Spring, Equinox. It'll be like, uh, it almost looks like a Halloween um, ad. It's all uh, on that, that real cheap, uh, thin paper, black and white. And uh, it's a person with, you know, the, the eyes wide shut looking mask. And they got fangs. And they're like doing the vampire thing. Has something pitchy um, saying like a full night of fun. Get it? Yeah. Is it uh? I'll rip it out and fold it up and put it in my pocket. You do. Okay. And then I will call the number. I'll get out a nickel or whatever <laughs> and call the number for the buttes. We uh. 
as you're over, or going to the door and you look out and see uh, Nord and Tony in Nord's van, maybe Nord waves to you. You hear the phone ringing as the cook goes over to the the phone, the cord phone, picks it up. Hola. Hello. Um, can I speak to Annabelle or the one of the other Maria? Is she there? Yes, yes, yes. See, see, see. As she holds the phone to her breast, turning around to Annabelle, saying something in Spanish. Just a moment. As she puts the phone down. Annabelle walks up. Rhea, you see her. She gets the phone. Who is this? Uh, this is Simon. I was just talking to you. Is is Maria Simon? still there? Is Maria still there? Who is this? The, the guy from out back earlier. The one who's trying to help you with Gabby. What do you, what do you did so that she doesn't hang up on you? Uh, resilient. Lil Gotham says, car backfiring in my good Christian suburbs? <laughs> Indeed. Uh, you, you bid what? Uh, resilient. I'm gonna hang up now. What do you say to stop her? Wait, I, I just want to know if Maria's still there and, and if she's okay. She kind of quiets for a moment. Leah, you see Annabelle look over at you and Mariah. Yeah, they're both here. We're eating breakfast. Are you coming oh, too? Leah's there as well? Yeah. May I, may I speak to her for a moment? <sighs> I'm trying to get you. them out of your hair. And she doesn't wait. It's for you, Miss Zimrahi, Mizrahi. Hello? What is it? Leah, it's is it Simon? What do you need? Oh, I was just checking to make sure you the you were there. I Yeah, uh, yeah. She's actually okay. offering to fix me some breakfast. Okay, um, do you want me to swing back and come get you in a few minutes, or uh, it was getting too suspicious. I had to get our, my car out of there, and uh, the other two decided they were going to stay, but we need to kind of get out of that area quickly. I might. I think it might be best, actually, for now for me to stay, but if you want to move them out and maybe go reconnoiter somewhere else, Okay. Um, how, right about we plan to meet, how about we plan to meet back at the diner in, let's say, two hours? Uh, that'll be fine by me. Uh, it'll give me time to get home and get cleaned up. I will drive back by and tell the other two to get out of there. Um, and you just meet us at the diner in two hours. Roger that. Okay. Nord and Tony, you might see out the side mirror 
a woman come out of her house. She's wearing a hot pink jumpsuit. It's got like blue, orange, and uh, silver like stripes that run over all, along this way. Like a full-on, full-on windbreaker that goes when she walks. She has these huge Reeboks on. Okay? As she storms out towards you out of this house. She's not running. She's probably like in her 50s. Her hair is cut short and just is up. And she's beelining it for your window. Hmm? Talk. <laughs> so I, so I'm, I'm talking to Tony about my lens. So this is a... <laughs> This is a uh, 255 to 250, and the F stop is a four. Hey, hello. Roll down this window. Roll down this window. Roll. Don't you get out of there? Don't you attack me? Don't you attack me? And she comes around and she gets in your face. Don't you attack me in my own neighborhood. Who are you? Who are you? She's pointing. Constant motion, like a like a like a hummingbird. Say, man, I hit. I hit record on you. Clear, man. Don't you man me? Who are you? I'm. I'm in. I'm in uniform. I'm still in uniform. You're in uniform? Yeah. Because I I don't think I've ever had an opportunity to change out of uniform. You're in your border patrol. Yeah. She looks you up and down. Are you bidding this? Yes. All right. What do you bid? Uh, I'm bidding guard, the background. Logotham says, a wild 80s carrot is approaching. (laughs) (laughs) And you bid guard as, what do you say to stop this wild 80s carrot? Ma'am. Be careful, she's a wild 80s carrot. My partner here, if you'll excuse me, has just blown his cover. So, as soon as we get this van fixed, we're going to leave, and this man's career is going to be over. Apologize, she, but he, <laughs> I want you to look at this man. She does. She's flabbergasted. She has no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> she looks you up and down. She looks at Nord. She goes, looks back at you. I yeah. apologize, man. But I assure you, 
What's your badge number? I get. I tell her. You tell her your badge number. Yeah. yeah. And yours? And yours? You're gonna tell me too, right? Yours? Yeah. It's six zero one four seven eight. I'm gonna remember that. And I remember you, your face. Oh, you. You too. You better be gone by the time I get back from my walk. And she turns and. Yes, ma'am. I go back to Nord and I say, uh, Nord, you're fired from the Border Patrol. Easy come, easy go. It's just not for you. All right, the action's no. on you all. I tried. I really tried. So this lens, man, it's a great lens. <laughs> Have I made it back yet? Yes, you are back now. Okay, As I will pull up. View it. I'll pull up and I'll be like, "Well done, you window." As he pulls up, you both notice that there's a uh, a tree branch stuck in the side of this car. <laughs> you got you got a little something down there. You want you want me to pull that out for you? Uh, I'll I'll get it. Thanks, sir. Uh, I just talked to Leah, and she said that she's going to meet us at the diner in about two hours. She's in there with Annabelle and Maria. So oh. I'm going to go back to my apartment and get changed and probably take a quick nap. Uh, we've been up for a while. Hey, you all are very tired. Uh, hey, let's hope this van doesn't kill us. Let's go. That'll be fine. But I don't care what you two do, but that's what I'm going to do, and I'll see you at the diner in two hours. Sounds good. All right, so, uh, Simon, you go back to your place. Where are you two going? Um, well, I'm at my place. Uh, where do you want to go? To? You want to ride with him? No, just go back to the diner. All right. Sounds good. Right. I'll probably meet you uh, a couple hours later. I can drop you um, wherever you want. Indeed. Are you going to drop uh, Tony off somewhere? or uh, You guys don't have to sleep, although you will start taking... Uh, you will gain a condition which is exhausted uh, if you don't. I think it's time. We we This has really been a bust of a night. I think we just get some rest and, and you know, meet up. Rest All right. Well, then take me back to my place. All right. Done. All right, as uh, Simon, you notice that they're following you, or it seems like they are, as you realize, likely, they're going back to Tony's place. We'll go, uh, um, we'll montage that bit uh, as you guys get back to your respective places. Um, Nord, where do you go? Do you stay at, at that apartment? Or do you and I'll just crash out in my van. I'll put the little things up and I think I think my van's fine in this neighborhood. Yep. It's fine. You're in the Jefferson Corridor. Uh, as you all get back to your places, your respective places, without uh, any problems, um, get back to your apartments there as you left them. Uh, the TV's on. Uh, it's on mute. Uh, Simon, you note maybe both of you. It depends on if you're paying attention. Uh, it looks like Rebecca Foster is probably home. 
as you hear uh, the TV on in her room. Um, so back in Leah, uh, yeah. at, the, at the Butte residence, you are very tired at this point because uh, you haven't slept in a couple days. That's not true. Um, Remember, I slept in the car. Oh, you did sleep in the car. That's right. So you've had a few hours. Uh, still probably tired, but you're not exhausted. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, I'm enjoying whatever fine breakfast I got cooked up. Yeah, um, it's this wild breakfast. It's got this big omelet, uh, vibrant colors, uh, from like the spices and, uh, you know, um, uh, the chives on top and, uh, some pico and there's some steak inside. It's really, uh, decadent. Um, so Leah won't know any like like much you know at much Spanish, but she'll know enough to at least say gracias to the to the cook. Yeah, uh, you notice that uh, maybe you are or not paying attention. It's up to you. You can bid or throw down to be paying attention to how she cooks it. Uh, but go ahead. I'll go ahead and throw down for that one. Okay. Maybe uh, that would be yeah okay. So I got a total of three successes, and I got a uh, a ten. So what happens if you get a ten, but also don't have anything that you've exhausted? So you have flair on a ten. If you uh, if you have already gotten everything back by the book, nothing happens. Okay. Though, as sort of a house rule, you can bank that flair and get it back when you need. Gotcha. <clears throat> it's just. The house rule, the house rule of the game that I made. Huh? Uh, you can only have one at a time bank. Gotcha. The idea is you, you can't you can't bank flare. It's it's supposed to be in the moment. Uh, that said, because you beat this by uh, two or more, you do get a narrative point. Assume you you don't have five already. I do not. Um. You notice she puts uh, this weird glaze. Uh, like a syrup on the omelet. And maybe you even wonder, is it going to be good? You've maybe never seen this kind of thing before. Uh, it turns out that it tastes really good. It, it has like uh, a sweetness. It adds a sweetness to the savory, um, which I, per- I, I personally don't like, but maybe you do. Um, and since you got a crit on this, you notice that she dusted it as well with like a uh, some weird spice uh, in a in a can. It looks like a um, a spice she probably made herself and mixed herself. Uh, let's see. Would I be? Oh, that's tough. Um, I might sort of, you know, I'll say I'll still say gracias, but then I might like. You know, do a tiny little taste of my finger just to make sure I don't feel like it's anything harmful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's spicy. I assume, like, hot spicy. It's like mm-hmm. a Oaxacan kind of spice. Um, and, uh, yeah, it tastes a lot better than bowl juice. Uh, so, at this point, yeah, I'll be, I'll be eating up and, and very, very content with the meal. Um... <laughs> I will. I will Sorry, look over. Said cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> it's the eighties. 
I mean, you know, you're a people, man. Um, I will go ahead and uh, you know, I'll be in, in between in between eating the food. I'll look over at uh, um at Annabelle and say to her, uh, so while. Our intrusion was not intended. We were really just trying to look out for you. Kind of nods a little bit. Maybe she's calmed down. Who knows what her her feelings are. But she just kind of nods and continues eating. And despite the fact that I may not understand what it is you guys do, I am grateful that you are my daughter's friend. She pauses and nods, and you notice that Mariah smiles a little bit. The the Hispanic lady finishes cooking and then leaves the kitchen. So, Mariah tells me you you might know some things about what's been happening tonight. There have been some very odd occurrences between me and as well as the other people that were here earlier. What do you mean, odd? Well, oh boy, I shouldn't tell you this, but a, uh... She seems interested when you say that. (laughs) A friend of mine from back from Israel, who I haven't seen in ten years, showed up to my door last night, bleeding to death. He, uh, he did not survive... Obviously, he he he's he passed away at, in my She looks at Mariah as Mariah looks slowly at you. What? Uh, Someone died. He did. Yes. She looks at Mariah. You didn't tell me someone died in your apartment. Mariah goes. I didn't know. Anyway, uh, that is not unfortunately the weird part. That was uh, that was just the kickstart of all this madness. I, uh, when I was looking through his pockets to see why he was even here, much less showing up in my apartment, I, uh, I found this, and I'll pull out the the scroll of you know of writing. It looks familiar to you at all. She looks over at it and opens it. <gasps> Wait. You got this off a dead guy? I did. Her hands kind of tremble a little bit as she she pushes it back to you. That's magic. That's dark magic. Black magic. Do you know what it means or what it's related to? I don't know what it means. I can't read it. But that's powerful magic. Demon magic. It's the kind that Eats your soul. And she kind of smile. You see her fangs poking up. Well, unfortunately, that wasn't all either. Mariah, yeah, she got a little upset by the fact that there was a dead man in her apartment. Understandably, but Mariah she decided goes, to. Uh, I, there was no dead guy that I saw. Okay. Well, you did come in. Y- yes, you did. You came in and you started complaining to me that. You, he was dead, and you were going to call the cops. She and just shakes her head, looking at Annabelle like, 
Thanks, just don't understand. Are you <laughs> seriously not remembering this? Oh, whatever, Mom. Go ahead, tell your story. Anyway, so she runs off. And I catch up with her on the bus. And right as... I'm I was going to, to say her, Dad, okay? Uh-huh, sure. Anyway, right when I catch up with her on the bus, I, uh... As I'm getting ready to get off the bus, I see this, all this writing, the same writing as on this note, all over the bus. And then the bus just disappears. Annabelle's eyes are, like, getting bigger. And she's inadvertently smiling. Just slightly. Mouth open, she's mouth breathing. You see her, her little fangs. And she's just waiting to hear what, what happens next. And then... We go, I need, well, at this point I need some coffee, so we go to the diner, and we meet uh, Simon and uh, and some of his, well, I say friends. I don't know if they're his friends, but point being that uh, earlier that night, they had also seen this, well, one of them had seen this writing as well in someone else's apartment, and uh, this you is clearly all something. Of you, all of yeah. you have seen it? Yes. That's heavy. So there's clearly something else going on, and that's when we got roped into this like, escapade, uh, trying to look over after you, because there's a detective basically worried that you're going to disappear. The smile kind of disappears. What do you mean a detective? What? Wait, what? I... Hmm. I am not sure I was supposed to tell you that. And she looks around and then looks at Mariah. I told you people were after me. He's not See? after you. It sounds like he is. He's, no, he's, worried, he's, he's worried about you. He's worried that you're going to end up like DuPont. Yeah, everyone is, everyone is worried, worried about me and Gabby. They were worried about Gabby. That's why she came here and... It's okay, I got... I should say, I, I read off my daughter that perhaps she had come this way. Nevertheless... Mariah said, you did not, not, I didn't tell you anything. You didn't tell me anything. You were just, well... I've, I've done interrogations before. Anyway, so... Um, point being, that this poor detective is... He seems a little bit, uh, perhaps, uh, obsessed over this. So yeah, if Gabby well, they're, they're, not they're working... They're all obsessed. They're all obsessed, Mrs. Marahi, oh, Ms. Rahi. And this is what Gabby was on the run about. Everyone going crazy. Her parents going crazy. The police in on it. Everyone's in on it. And dealing with that, that, that black magic. It's powerful stuff. You shouldn't mess with it. But what were you doing tonight? That's green magic. That's good magic. I mean, it looks like there's a lot of blood. I don't know if I'd call that good magic. You just don't know. I'm pretty I powerful in the arts. I'm pretty powerful <laughs> in the arts of, of, of magic. Either way, 
there's clearly something pretty serious going on. And, well, it is not... I don't, well, I don't even know where to go from here, honestly. I've never dealt with anything like this. Can I, can I see that, though? You may. Am I, she takes it and looks at it. You can tell she wants to keep it. <laughs> Do you know where we might find any more information about this? She kind of holds it closer to her. Uh, do you bid anything? Uh, what am I, am I trying to get, like, a read off her? It's up to you. How are you uh, trying to affect the fiction? Yeah, I will bid... Um... And you know what, I'll bid, I'll bid Mom to basically try and, like her with a with a very you know comforting air as she looks up at you she goes yeah I know a place I see Mariah edge forward like Mariah doesn't even know this and she goes but I've got to go with you that's no that's that is perfectly acceptable better if you come with us anyway because realistically you'd know more about how to understand all this anyway. Oh. All right. All right actually, well, hold on. on. There is one last thing that maybe you might know. I, uh, the fountain down, down, you know, by your house. She the one that... Almost like she's looking at it. Yeah, what? What about it? What is in the, what is in the fountain? It's just a bird bath. Because when I looked at it initially, it looked like blood and other things. I mean, it's rusty. I don't think birds drink out of it. I think like a bird died in it or something. Oh. Well, anyway, I... Uh, people that are supposed to take, take care of the backyard, and they go back there, but they never do anything. I told mom and dad they should fire them, but they just all go to parties all the time. Well, when I tasted the... We'll, we'll call it water for now. You tasted it? I oh, did. Grody. I needed gross. to confirm what it was. <laughs> However... That's what you do? Sometimes. You just you just taste everything to see what it is? Sometimes. You hear, Mar you hear Mariah, she's like... <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure your cook has a lot of experience with that. <laughs> What do you mean? Uh, I mean, you, sometimes you taste things to know, you know, what they are. Nevertheless, I, uh, I heard some weird words in my head. Oh, you've been cursed. That's what that means. Thank you. That makes me feel so much better. <laughs> you see her uh, kind of smiling again. Pretty cool, though. You've been cursed. What's it like? The words were Malhala Revuel. Way. As Mariah goes, Mom, you're crazy. <laughs> and at that point, we're going to montage. Uh, Annabelle talks to you a little bit more, uh, but she has to go. She's got to go to school because, you know, 
it's like a Monday. She didn't say shit. Uh, and in fact, um, Mariah pleased with you to not, or to let her not go because she's really tired and she makes a bunch of excuses. She doesn't want to go to school, but, uh, do you, do you make her get on, you know, uh, not the bus, I'm sorry. Uh, Annabelle has a driver, so. No, at this, at this point, I'll, I'll, I'll be like, no, after the nights you've had, I'm not going to make you go to school, however, but you need to stick with me the rest of the day, okay? Annabelle goes, that is so not fair. Well, as opposed to what? Whatever. As she gets in her driver's car, a guy opens up the door for her. He's got on white gloves. <laughs> and she's sitting there in the car. Uh, she, at, by this point, she's put the, her face pants, and she's all gothed out again. Um, mm-hmm. uh, when she came outside, uh, she had on uh, an umbrella and sunglasses, uh, a really dark umbrella to shield her from the sun. Um, she goes, okay, well, over top of her, her sunglasses, okay, well, don't, don't go anywhere without me. I won't. We've got to wait anyway. But we'll be so, back after school, okay? As she looks at Mariah and, and says, you know where to go. I'll meet you there after school. As, and they drive off. Um, so you guys are at her house. It's been, we'll say, 30 minutes since everyone left. Uh, how do you get to the meetup? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, fuck. Uh, how far away is it? Uh, so it's Annabelle's, and you want to get to uh, the fancy? Yeah. It's like miles. Yeah, it's miles. Like 10 plus, or are we talking like 5 miles? Uh, let's see. Hold on, I'll look into it. Thank you. I'm pretty sure it's like two or three at least. Oh, okay. yeah, two. All right. So I'll look. I'll look. I'll I'll uh, I'll quirk like um, quirk a tiny little smile, and then look over at Mariah and said, "How do you feel about a walk this morning?" Are you kidding? As you guys start walking. <laughs> All right. As we montage, you guys make it there. Uh, the rest of you, are you going to do anything before going to the fancy? Or do you just go? I'm probably going to take a nap if I can. Yep, take a nap. Absolutely, take a nap. I change clothes, do a pores bath, and uh, also take a nap. I will also change into civilian clothes. Uh, do you turn off your TV, son? Yeah. Yep, as you all prepare, you get ready, and uh, I'm assuming, Simon, you drive. Uh, 
I'll also Tony. pull the twigs out of my doors and stuff. Tony, how do you get to the fancy? Um, uh, how do I get to the fancy? We'll take a bus. Yep. Uh, on the bus, you look out and you see Mariah and Leah walking down the road. <laughs> uh, as, uh, about ten minutes after you get to the fancy, they walk in. Nord is already there. Uh, Tony will. Tony Simon will uh, arrive last. All right, you guys are there. You, Eunice is there. There's several people in the fancy. Um, good 10, 15 people on the booths and such. People are smoking in here. Uh, the fans are going. They have one of those bar tops, you know. Uh, Ed is in the back, the cook. Um, is it during the day? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, we'll say at this point it's about 9 o'clock in the morning. I said, wow, Eunice, uh... Do you ever take a break? We're still here. You know me. As she's plating tables and everything. All right, honey. What you gonna get? Pancakes. Uh, I would like a black black coffee. Black coffee? She pours you the coffee. What about you? Wait, dude, I'm not I'm not familiar with diners back. Do they have like fancy like like fancy coffees? No. Oh, okay. No, this so is, is by fancy, you mean black. This is first wave <laughs> coffee, baby. No, no, uh, no, 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 get... They put creamer in it. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody wants to know the difference between first, second, and third wave coffee, this would be it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll just get I'll just get a black coffee then, yeah. Yep. Uh, Mariah says, I'll have one, too. Coffee, really? <laughs> As... Eunice will look down, oh, really? And she looks at you to see if it's okay. Oh, yes. She can have it. If she thinks she can stomach it, let's do it. And what about you, Simone? Uh, I will... I'll take a coffee and uh, bring me some steak and eggs, please. You all... She says, coming right up. You all seem like you've had quite a night. Oh, yes, and then some. It's part of the course. Well, I can tell you're hot on the case as she uh, gives you a smile, Simon, and goes to the back. You hear her calling out orders to Ed, who in a gruff voice, you've never actually seen Ed. He's just in the back, and you see, like, his shadow moving, like, around, you know, the, the doors, one of the swingy doors that has the round, like, porthole. You've seen him, like, back there in an apron. He's just this big, hairy-armed dude who's, like, got a big bald spot. We've never come out. So, all right, what are you all doing? Yeah. The action is on you. So, Leah, did you learn anything? Maria, did you find out anything? I did, yes, actually. Maria has her coffee. Do you want to tell them, Maria? No, I, you can tell the, the best stories, Mom. <laughs> oh, it's so cute when you get shy. Um, so... Turns out that uh, Annabelle might actually be helpful for this instance. 
um, I mean, we, you know, besides just, you know, having to protect her or whatever, um, she knows things. She's actually planning to take us somewhere. Well, I don't actually know where technically, but uh, she has insisted that there's a place where we can get more information that she'll take us to this afternoon. Okay. What, uh, what about uh, Gabby? Was there any information on her? What happened to her? At this point, I'll look over to, uh, to, to Maria and see what kind of face she's making. She has a really big coffee mug, and she's like... <laughs> um, it's possible that perhaps she's not actually missing. Uh, like, she ran away. Yes, that's what it seems oh like. Okay. This is so starting to... Oh, oh. Sorry, what? No, it's just a hoax. They're just, it's just teenagers, you know, running around being teenagers, pre-teenagers. Everything's dramatic. It's just raw and, but, you know, hormones well, yes. everywhere. There's yes, a feeling but, in the air as the door opens. Uh, it smells like rain is on its way as the door shuts with a big gust of wind. <laughs> I do, however, think there is more to this story, because Gabby seemed to be worried about the black magic, so I don't think it's entirely coincidental that she disappeared when she did. But it's not black magic, Mom. Well, Green what, magic. No, 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 no. Because because Annabelle was very clearly saying that she was Gabby was worried about people coming after her with black magic. Yes. Oh. Yeah, you can tell she has no clue she's talking about. So, point being that perhaps the disappearance timing was not, in fact, coincidental or whatever. She may have actually been running away for a reason. She thinks the cops are involved. Well, either ways, like, even if Gabby ran away, all these other missing cases that have happened over the years are missing cases. Like, one or two of them may also have been a runaway, but there's a good decent amount of them for them all to have been runaways at the same time every year. Your food arrives. Eunice doles it all out, refills your coffee, and she kind of sits there, stands there behind the counter with her hand on her hip, listening. Is it possible that perhaps the reason you guys are ostracized or whatever is because there's something going on with the cops involved in all this. The only time I've ever seen cops, you know, be involved with anything is if they're, you know, involved with the mob, if there's a monetary thing. I mean, usually cops, they don't care about mystic arts. This is, uh, this is something for freaks like me, you know? Cops, cops are... Cops are on the beat, they're they're either good cops or bad cops, but they don't care about, you know, the... Well, you're the, presuming there's not a monetary, you know, factor in all this. Sure. Because I mean, it's not I, like DuPont was exactly, uh, you know, uh, slumming it. 
Yeah, what is what is, Americans think? what is their history? You know, where where did the DuPonts come from? I mean, we should probably figure that out, and we should probably figure out, you know, what what Gabby's motivation for for running away. I mean, we we could reach out. I guess their parents aren't talking. Um, you know, maybe visit them, have a conversation. I mean, sure. I've got a couple things I want to do on this island over here that involves mysticism, but, you know, I can't imagine a, a girl's going to run into the, the woods of the island, you know, to get away. She's clearly just uh, couch surfing, you know, and maybe I think maybe we're reading too much into it. I mean, I think we should find her. Sure, the detective is, is worried about it, but, you know, let's get some backstory. I think the DuPonts have been, have been here a while. Uh, that statue was, uh, I think it's been there since, uh, that statue that we, uh, that we encountered, Leia. Yes. Been here since 1663. Uh, that was also in the Buttes yard, not the DuPonts. It, pro- it was in everyone's yard back then. There's one yard. There's one part. There's one yard. It was a big. It was a big. It was a big farm. I'm sure, or you know, one okay, person. But what is it about? Here's I mean, what I. Here's what I think's happening. There's. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, there's this communication. Um, she was obviously scared of something. Who is this lady Callie person that just goes from house to house? Yeah, I don't. As you say, Lady Callie's name, Eunice rolls her eyes. Oh boy, and she goes into the back. What? I know. Eunice, What's do you up? know anything about this? She comes back out with some plates. I'm not interested in rich people, hun. And she starts serving. Well, you uh, seem to have a pretty serious reaction. So what? Uh, what do we know about Lady Callie? I mean. Really? I look into my wallet and I look at Simon and I say, I think she's going to need a tip. Uh, once we're done. <laughs> no, like here, like, you know, a pre-tip. Like a, you like want a, me to get some information is what you're asking me to do. <laughs> what? No, never. We never insinuate such a thing. Uh, or I could just go to one of the cops that I know and ask them about her and get more detailed information. Right. Oh, come on. Are you I, you have to know. I'm not even from this country, and I know that, that you know, waitresses have the best information. If you go to a cop, you're going to get a thunderclap. A thunderclap outside. If you go to the cop, you're going to get the cop's version of the story. It might be right, but it's also, especially with all this uh, corruption and stuff going on, it might be uh, incomplete. I I know which cops are good cops and which cops are bad cops. I spent years with them. If you want to know something, you got to go to the prostitutes and the dealers and the therapists. Speaking of where... Yeah. Or the waitress. Or the waitress. 
I mean, but, but, yeah, you know, I, I'm sure Eunice, but they, these guys, they don't eat it at the fancy. I've never seen them around here. People they do it for them. They don't, but I bet their dealers do. Yeah, maybe, maybe. That's true, that's true. Who's the dealer? How do we find that? Maybe maybe they were talking about that to Eunice, and maybe we give her a big a big tip and, and uh, stay after a little bit, you know, put it on the table, stay after a little bit. Yeah, and $5. I mean, I, I just put a zero behind it, and I, I'm sure she'll, uh, she'll talk to us. Yeah, um, $5 in no sense. Why don't you go ahead and do that then, Nord? I don't have $50. <laughs> where, do you, where do you think? I'm I'm just made of money from the money tree? Well, evidently you think I am. Well, I mean, you're... You're working. You got a business account. Eunice comes back. She's like, listen. She says it kind of low. You all can pay for this, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, oh, okay, okay. She pours coffee. She kind of gives Nord and Simon a look. And goes back into the back with some orders. I paid for everybody's meal last night, almost. <laughs> If you wanted to, you could pay for mine uh, today because I'm waiting on the check to get here from my last article. Uh, So, you know, it'll be here the next day or two, and I'm sure I'll be fine then. It's got a coffee. It's fine. Uh, It's going to go into either way's expenses. So um, I will bid. I'll get up. And I'll walk over to the counter and sit down at the counter. And I will bid expenses <laughs> to offer her some money to see if I can get some information out of Venus. How much do you tip her? Uh, <laughs> this is $1980. So uh, I, I would go 10 because this is 1980s. Like, what? What is a? What's a coffee cost? Probably like fifty cents. Yeah, fifty cents. Yeah, eighty-five cents. So, so, and this is a place I come to. So I'll go. I'll go ten. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I'll. Go uh, when I when I see him do that, I'm gonna slide. I'm gonna slide a twenty toward her too. Oh. Uh. Let me see something really quick. So, tipping's been around for a while, but it really wasn't that prevalent um, until the 90s. Uh, so, 10, 20 bucks, that's, that's a lot of money. I mean, it's just a lot of money anyway. <clears throat> $10 will fill up your gas tank. Like, easy. Uh, Those gas tanks are like 20 gallons. Yeah. <laughs> we're just out of we're yeah. we're just out of the uh, the, ten, the ten, ten tw- yeah ten twenty dollars anyway as you drop that money Eunice comes out she sees it I'm supposing this is for me and she yeah, takes yeah. it counts it so what do y'all want 
We just want some more information on Lady Callie. If, if you know of any of any of that stuff, and maybe you've heard what's been going on, you know what we're looking into. If you've heard anything, or can keep an ear out in case you do hear anything in the future. Uh, uh, <laughs> as Eunice, who is uh, she's a Caucasian woman, uh, she's in her thirties or forties. It's kind of hard to tell. Um, she always That's has. A do what? That's like she's a vampire. <laughs> uh, she's spunky. Has loads of energy. Always like none of you have. I've probably ever seen her hired. Um, <clears throat> and she tends to know a lot of gossip. Uh, Nord, you and Simon definitely have pumped her for information before. Um, whether it's reliable or not, that's, that's, that's up for grabs. She goes, sighing big. What do you want to know about Lady Callie? Well, who, first off, who is she and why does she have keys to everyone's house? Okay, she leans forward. You see, like, she's got on, like, you know, the 1960s style uh, server dress. So it's got, like, a doily looking thing, you know, and it's, uh, it's uh, just above the knees. Um, you can kind of see her cleavage as she does, you know. This is 80s. Uh, One of you can bid uh, or throw down. You can both do it. Uh, if you both do it, you'll get extra information to notice something in general. Okay, so my expenses doesn't count for this? No, your, your expenses it. gets her there, and she's going to okay. talk. This is something else. You can bid or throw down for it. Uh, uh, you don't have to. You don't have to I do will, any of it. I will bid cop. Um... For, the, for you other two, for Tony and Nord, as you guys are sitting back at the booth, uh, what are you guys doing as they're talking to Eunice? I'm going to to Nord what I saw when I was back in the, um, when, I, when I went into the gate. Say, Go ahead uh, and tell him. I say, Nord. Something was up. In that gate. You hear a... <laughs> as it starts raining outside, and it's pretty heavy. Uh, the wind is gusting here and there. As quickly you notice, as you might look outside, Nord, uh, and you see um, the runoff, uh, you know, some detritus from the street going down the way. Continue. I think the statue was looking at me. Hmm. Well, I wish I'd followed it in there. Did it, like, you walked back and forth and it kind of, like, looked at you? Or it's just, like, it was one of those, like, profile, like, anywhere well, in the pool? Back on the pool, it sounded like someone jumped in, but no one was well, there. It looked like you were spooked. I didn't see anything. I mean, I you kind of went out of my view for a second. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see much either, but it wasn't so much that. It, it was different. 
It's like someone was watching me that wasn't really there. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I was watching you, so maybe that was it. (laughs) I'll give you a pip since you made a little bit of a connection there. I was was definitely, you know, worried about you. Wanted to make sure. I didn't want to go on the property, you know, but... If, if you got into trouble, you know, or if, you know, the police came, I would, I, I wanted you to know that, that you could get out of there and, you know, find, but yeah, I didn't see anything, um, but, but I, it, last night was weird, it was, it was, it was like the quarter solstice, or the quarter, whatever you call it, the quarter, um, ecliptic, it's, Something's going on. I mean, I guess these girls are tied into it, but I think it's the parents. The parents are the ones we need to be looking at. You know, maybe maybe they've got some bad seed in the parents or, you know, whatever they're into. I mean, this you don't make that much money without without, you know, doing something wrong. Back at the at the bar, uh, Simon, as you bid cop to notice something, uh, you notice Eunice's tits, uh, but also she's got this necklace as it kind of swings out from her under her shirt. As you see this weird emblem, uh, it looks um, it's made with stone, different colored stones that look precious uh, and it almost looks like an abstract painting of like a target uh, it's blue and black and has sort of an orangish color to it we'll say around it there's a little uh, quartz looking crystals as well it looks all uh, hippie like as she leans forward so you want to know about Callie? Well, the first thing, I don't actually think that's her real name. Okay? She's known as Callie Shaquise. Yeah. But Callie's short for something. Now, some people say that she's not even from around here. They think maybe she's from down south. I'm thinking Georgia, just based on her accent. Also, also, she ain't actually Native American, not full blood, not like, okay? She's got maybe a quarter, maybe, but she acts like she is, feathers and everything. Uh, how long has she been around up here working with the rich folk? Uh, she's been around for a while. Um, she comes and goes, but they all run in the same circles, those those waspy people, you know. It's kind of weird that they let her in being, she kind of does this, how she looks. Out of uh, some curiosity, 
Is he involved in the occult? They're all involved in the occult. They love tarot cards and the Ouija board and, you know, that devil game, the Dungeons and Dragons game. Sometimes they play another one called Dreadlore. <laughs> we get a pet for that? It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst one of them. No one plays it. <laughs> I heard it's in a movie, though. So. It is. Okay. <laughs> I eat my own pit. <laughs> my ad breaks ended. <laughs> We're back. No um, one heard it. We plugged Dreadlore in D&D. That's it for everybody uh, who wants to know. <laughs> well, well, Gotham said them D&Ders. Uh, D&Ders are at it again. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I'm that again. So, did Kelly start showing up when the kids started going missing that Idaway's keeping track of? Listen, I don't think I don't think Lady Callie has anything to do with missing girls. I mean, she's creepy, but you know, she's never been in here either. They all go out and do crazy stuff. They go to different concerts and, you know, have parties that nobody knows where they are. You're apparently a big shot if you get invited. With you overhearing a lot of stuff in this banner, have you heard where their masquerade is going to be at for the Equinox? You see, there's sort of like a sparkle in in her eye as you say that. Um... What do you bid? And uh, you can throw down. The threshold normally would be four, but because you have tipped uh, quite a bit, both of you, and you, you've you done pretty well with this engagement, it'll drop to two. I'm going to bid connections, which is cool. like... So go ahead and throw down. Uh, threshold is two. Um, Leah, are you going to aid on this or no? Yeah, I'll aid them. Okay, you have to bid something. In which aspect do you give Simon? I'll bid um, steadfast, and I'll give him uh, uh, my um, wits, which is a D8. D8. Thunder peel <clears throat> as the glass actually shakes a little bit. Uh, most everyone, even Eunice, kind of turns and looks. Whew. Sounds like a doozy out there. Okay, so I got a total of four successes with Flair. Nice. So you got a narrative point? Uh, do you want to spend it now or save it? Uh, I'll spend it now. Okay. How do you change um, the fiction to your benefit? And you can talk uh, to Leah about it since she ate it as well, if you want. I think... Uh, that because I seeing that I already know about the masquerade and stuff and I do come in here fairly often Eunice will be like she does like the this maneuver to scoot to scoot us down a little bit down the bar a little bit farther away from the other people who are sitting there and so then she leans in and and tells us a lot of, well, a 
tells us the information about the masquerade that she knows. <clears throat> As that's exactly what happens. She kind of pulls you uh, closer to... Uh, actually, I'll tell you what she does. Hmm... tell you what she does she says why don't we sit down for a second hey Ed I'm going to take a five as she leads you back to your old booth and she pulls up a chair does the Riker sits down and leans over I'm assuming all of you are in on this case you're on uh, you feel free to talk to everyone. Okay. So, the masquerade, the places that it, it is, changes every time. I don't know where it is, but I know how you find out. Have you ever heard of a nightclub called... I want to make sure I get the name right. It's on... called the Hideaway Jazz Club. It's a little, little tiny joint. Kind of a juke joint. Anybody? Yes. No jazz I've, lovers? No jazz I've lovers? I've heard of it. Sometimes... Yeah. Every 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 Sunday they, they have an open mic and a bunch of these new rascal DJs go in. There's there's also a card game in the back on the Tuesday nights. So ah, in I case you have a, I I've known about it. Well, there's a bunch of up and coming jazz singers and musicians and riffraff that go in there. But that's the place to go to find out the location. Now, they only have three or four of these things a year, supposedly. They always happen at the Equinox and the, uh, what's it called? The Solstice. Yeah. It's hippie stuff. It's hippie stuff. At any rate, this week, I think it's, what is it, Monday? So Wednesday. Which... Uh, so two days, two two and a half days, because it's like nine thirty in the morning now. On Wednesday, Wednesday night, there's going to be a pretty big show there. It's intimate. It's a private party, but if you can get into that show, I bet you can find the location. Okay. Um, have you heard of Levi? Levi Merck, she's a jazz singer. She's going to be performing. No one's heard of Levi? No. I just wow. moved here not too long ago. Oh. Well, usually it costs a lot of money to go to her shows, even at, like, these dingy places. And that's the only place that she, she sings at. She's nice. I've met her. So you guys know what she looks like. Uh, have you seen High Fidelity? She looks like the jazz singer from High Fidelity. That's so, 
she's a light skin, um, uh, African American kind of looking woman, uh, probably mixed race, uh, dreads that come like small braided dreads that go down her back young 20s or so maybe 30s real cool and that's kind of what she's known for and this is what Eunice says definitely out of John Cusack's look <laughs> way out but way up and she goes anyway I would go if I could but I'll be working probably wouldn't bring the little one she looks over at Leah Okay. As Mariah goes, oh, come on. As you remember, she's already. So what else do you need to know? 30 bucks will buy you at least two more minutes as she looks actually at a watch. Um, What else do we need to know? I don't actually know at this point. Well, you need to be careful. You need to be careful with these people. Yeah, I, I got a question. If we have to come back here and uh, ask uh, ask for more questions, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. There's there'll be there'll be a tip. Clock ticking. What's this time? What are you, what, what's your what's your shifts normally? I'm always here, hon. I'm here all the time. So how would I get a job? Maybe uh, they're not going to let me into this party on Wednesday, but but you maybe probably wear a college shirt. A college shirt. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And and those flip flops, take them off. Wear shoes. No more flip flops with socks. So so this is a this is a fancy. What if what about on staff? I mean, I feel like I could just walk in on staff. Those you no know, shoes, hon. You don't work the industry with, with open toe shoes. Everybody knows it. The dead <laughs> giveaway. Yeah. You got a minute. I got hungry people coming in. You go you go back to them, Eunice, and thanks. Always glad when you're here serving us. She gives you a warm smile, she stands up. Uh and before she leaves she turns back around, stuffing this necklace back in her in it, like, nonchalantly. She's just unconsciously doing it. Uh, back into her shirt. She says, seriously, though, be careful with these rich folks. These waspy people, they got connections. They're kind of creepy. You don't want to get on their bad side. Lady Callie, while she's not one of them, she runs with them. She'll look over at uh, Simon. I don't think she's involved with what you're talking about, but because she's she ain't that old, but I don't know. That's some skull and crossbones stuff. She turns Illuminati, whatever. She walks away because you bit a whole lot and you guys you blew it up with a crit. You can tell she Eunice actually does believe in the Illuminati stuff. You can tell she's into gossip and superstitious kind of things. And she goes back to her serving job. As you guys are left, uh, the rain is coming down in sheets. Every so often it... Like a... Like a, like a wet towel hitting the window. Whap! With the, the gusts of wind. Uh, 
that Attaways, the other kids who have gone missing, were they all from affluent uh, families, or were they hit and miss? We did, or throw them. Um, I'm going to... Or you could say there's a pit, and for some reason you had done something to know it. Uh, I'll use a pip because, I mean, he had, like, the dossiers. So okay. I would have probably seen the other ones. I, I didn't take them and, like, I took the, I took Gabby's and Annabelle's and read through them, but I would have seen the others that he had to at least notice the names. Okay. Uh, as you drop that pip, um, you would have seen a list of names of uh, older sheets and such. Uh just cursory glance. No, they were not all affluent. Uh, they all, almost all of them were teenagers. Uh, a few of them weren't. Most of them were were girls, but some of them weren't. Some of them weren't girls. Ninety percent of them were between the ages of teenager and twenties, uh, and were women. Okay. Um, you can, since you did this, you can bid or throw down to have put something else together from all that information. Um, to dig a little deeper. I'm going to bid, I'll bid detective. Or you can narrative point it. Because you can change, narrative points change the present, so you could. I have, I have a narrative point, so I'll just use my narrative point for it. As you realize, there is a connection. It's a loose one, but in all the photos of the people, whether they're wherever their age is, etc., you notice some sort of occult item that they're wearing, or some sort of makeup that they have on that puts them in a subculture. They're all subculture kind of people. No. Like, throughout the decades. So it changes. Obviously, you know, in the 30s, they weren't goth. Right. Like a pitchfork goth. Right. Uh, uh, they'd have been gypsies or something like that, like travelers and that kind of thing. So, what I think's happening uh, is that there's some sort of trafficking ring going on here. They're using this occult to draw in kids who feel outside the norm and won't necessarily go missing. And maybe Gabby and Annabelle have caught on to too much of this, and that's why Gabby has run off afraid. Good cops, bad cops doesn't matter what you're doing. If you grease a bad cop's palms well enough, they'll... doesn't matter what you believe, they'll be there to protect it. So I think that that may be what's going on. We probably need to find this masquerade and try to shut this down. What do you guys we think? We need costumes. Take it in. I, I guess we um, gotta... I don't have a shirt like that, so I, I gotta. Okay. I you're you're jumping to step four, 
First, oh. we've got to get into the jazz show. Here's a question for you, though. How do you think my friend fits into all this? Police? If they're trafficking, they, well, usually when they traffic people, they traffic them to other countries. Well, they, usually get trafficked, and usually when people get trafficked, normally, for, for normal criminal enterprises, they don't come back from the dead and try to kill people. Sure. But what did but police yeah. do? I told you, he was just topped up on drugs. What Lord knows something about that. What did you guys do together when, when you were in the military? Um, I mean, uh, well, we served in several different positions. Uh, one time, he was helping me as a border guard. Yeah, you should know about that. Uh, Although I imagine our jobs were quite a bit different. Uh, and then he also... Uh, he also... We also worked in the uh, the counter-terrorism units for a while together. Did he have contacts that were, you know, far above his station? Or was he, he just kind of like... Oh, the same risk? Both of those jobs would come across being people being trafficked. Sure, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Did, did you guys catch any traffickers? I mean, I personally didn't, but I can't speak to what he encountered in the days I wasn't there. Hmm. Do you know anybody that he associates with here in Detroit? No, to be honest, I didn't... I, I have no idea why he would have been here. At least in my, unless he was looking for me for some reason, but he didn't indicate to that. In fact, he was almost seems kind of surprised that I was here. Maybe it has something to do with your husband. I suppose it's possible, but then why would he be surprised that I was here? Uh, maybe he didn't know your husband was married. I don't know. It's maybe... If one of you wants, you can bid or throw down to notice something. You don't have to. Uh, just let me know if you do. No, no you, you two are talking. Is it something that I could bid for? Or? Yeah, anyone can. Okay. All right, I will bid. Um, time served. As you're sitting there talking to Nord, talking about, as Nord brings up your husband, Marcus, uh, you see your daughter. She's still holding the coffee. She's sipping it. She kind of tenses up, and her eyes dart up to you and then dart back to her coffee. As you can tell, uh, again, she knows something about your, your husband that you don't. So at this point, she'll actually put, you know, be able to put her coffee down and just look directly at her daughter. Okay, this is the second time you've given me the shifty eyes when, I, when you're talking about your father. What's going on? I'm not on? giving a shifty eye. Uh-huh. Bill it. Mom, it's rude to just interrupt Mr. Nord when he's talking. There's clearly something more going on that you don't not telling me. 
She doesn't say anything. What does she know? She doesn't say anything. Huh? She just sits. She just sits there quietly, and looking at all these adults. She's never looked more ten years old than right now. Oh Lord! Did you know, Chloe? So, like she's like looking at you, like huh? like big doe eyes. In fact, uh, <laughs> in fact, um, you get the feeling that the rest of you, I should say, get the feeling that she doesn't know anything. There's a good chance that there's some sort of dispute between Leah and her husband. And unfortunately, Mariah's usually in the middle of it because she's the kid. And, you know, this is one of those mom and daughter moments where Leah's probably being too abrasive and all these things. Uh, the threshold to uh, see through this ruse is two, if you would like to throw down against it. Mariah is working, you all. Leah, you see through it, because she is your daughter. All right, so at this point, do I have mom stones? Hold on. Um, Are you guys going to roll or no? Um, I, I don't know the difference between a kid and, like, a hamster. I really, I don't know children. I'll give you a tip for that. That's funny. <laughs> I do not see through it. All right. Uh, yeah, it just seems like we is being too heavy-handed with Mariah. As even, like, one single tear... Um, Mom, you're being mean. Yeah, you're being mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, hold on. Oh, wait. Whenever they look away, Mariah kind of gives you a look, Leah, like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I am going to, uh, to trade in. <clears throat> you guys, you guys see something. I'm going to make a new trade. I'm spending one of my advancements. Um, well, if it's not, I mean, figuring out, like, why Cloyce was there is, 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 is one of the things that we should probably, uh, look into. Um, clearly this is all. Mariah pipes up as you say that, Nord. And she goes, look, my mom, she's been, she's been under a lot of stress lately. And, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it, none of this happened, but it didn't happen the way she kind of looks back at you, Leah, sheepishly. It didn't happen the way you said it happened. I mean, Dad always talks about this, too. Then how do you think it happened? I mean, you were acting really weird. Your friend showed up, but he left. What do you mean he left? He was dead in my apartment. She just kind of looks at you blankly and then around at you two, or you, the rest of you. I didn't see a dead guy. Well, they all did. I saw I saw him. I took a photo of him. You saw a dead guy? He died yeah. after he died. I know 
uh, Mariah a picture of, of, of Chloe's? She looks at it. I mean, that's pretty scary, but it could be anywhere. Look, the lights are flickering and, and everything, and that looks like it's on a movie set. Well, I took that at your house. She just kind of looks at you. I guess. He was hopped up on some sort of drugs, but he did attack us in your house. I mean, I was asleep for all of it, so. I also saw a bunch of writing appear in your uh, TV. This is all really scary. I mean, I'm only 10, and... Leah, what were you going to bid? Uh, I'm, so I'm going to bid, uh, um, cause, you know, because I, I did interrogations or whatever, too. So I'm going to, I made a new, uh, a new trait. Uh, I'm going to call Good Cop. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I'll just start rubbing her back and say, so, uh, yeah, with, uh, with, and, uh, just start saying to her, Honey, honey, I understand that this is a lot to take in, but I'm telling you, this all happens. <laughs> Tell me if you finish. That's awesome. <laughs> As you do, she says, I mean, she looks up at you and at the rest of you. She says, I mean, you're all the adults. If you, if you say it happened, it happened. I guess we could just go back and find out. And then as Leah, you're, you kind of calm her down. She looks up at you and says, Mom, I don't think Dad's working at night. Sometimes, sometimes when I go out, you know, just to get a fresh air, I meet him down at, at that hotel. Which hotel? You know the one? Hold on. <laughs> I think it's called the Rivertown Inn. It's in it's in Jefferson Corridor. I just get a taxi. <laughs> As you're all listening to this 10, 11 year old uh, say she gets a taxi downtown to to the Rivertown Inn, <laughs> she goes, well, Sometimes I meet him down there and he's with people. What so, kind of people? See, she looks around. This, this may be a conversation for just the two of you to have and not the rest of the stable. You're a private investigator. I might hire you later. <laughs> we, uh, we may want to go back to your place and just check and see if it's okay. And we're like we're going to go on. We didn't do anything with Koish's body this week. No, oh, we left right. it on the street. I just, it's got to be, be a, at this point. Oh, I really hope we don't pull up the cops in the in the parking lot. If we do, we just drive on, okay? Maybe we should maybe we should park park a couple of blocks away and kind of walk in. Eunice is pouring coffee for you. 
She walks up. I'll, I'll, I'll look at her and be like, for that, you didn't hear it. <laughs> didn't hear nothing. She walks away. You know, maybe maybe it's also possible that uh, <clears throat> it'll just be one of many that they never solve. And who are those guys that showed up? I mean, we didn't stick around to talk to them, but I think they burst in the door. I mean, so it's uh, something's happened. A lot That's happened while I slept, apparently, Mariah says. Go check and see if it's yeah. Safe. As you all hear a slap, wham! On the front door of the diner, the bells that are on it, it hits, the door is hit so hard, the bells slam, and one of them breaks off and skittles across, or uh, jangles across the floor. The door slams open. From the rain, this torrential downpour, and it's daytime outside, although it's dark because of all the storm clouds, so it looks like it's almost evening. Lightning bolt hits a building, a four- or five-story building behind, across the street, as these sparks fly off. And this man in this raincoat, drenching with this big hat, bursts in. You can just smell the, uh, the flood of water and alcohol on this guy's breath. He's got this big, bushy beard that's all wet big bushy eyebrows and you can see his his eyes glinting behind them as he says something that's just unintelligible it's this homeless man battle cry lightning flashes the sputter from uh, the lightning blast the lights flicker and in the flicker as you all look around, everyone in the diner is asleep on the tables, in the chairs. Blood writing, hieroglyphics, cuneiform is everywhere, on their faces and everything, including Mariah. And you all are sitting there looking back and forth. In this instance, what do you do? Um, I I should probably uh, roll to see if I uh, run outside and in the rain. Okay. <laughs> do a sanity roll. Yeah. I'm definitely going to do a sanity roll, too. Okay. Sanity roll, sanity roll? What about the other two? I grab my flask and take a big swig off of it. You take a swig out of it. We'll say that you don't need a sanity roll, then. So sanity was uh, a 10 and a... D4? Uh, your action die and your mind die. Actually, Simon, you will make a sanity roll. It'll just be a less, uh, a lower DC, or a lower threshold. Threshold on this is three for Simon, it's two. I'm going to got three. use all my expression ones and three roll to that bucket. Yeah, so what are, what do we uh, we do we bid traits or is this uh, just a roll? It's, it's, it's a sanity roll. So it's a action die and your mind die, and then it's a roll so you can do abilities, proficiencies, ninja gear, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm going to, to my flask. 
Uh, yeah. So, um, yep. Threshold for you is two. Basically, I'm giving you a plus one straight up. Yeah. Um, yep. Otherwise, it's threshold three. Tony, you hit, you hit, Tony, you hit limbo, so you do not get a derangement, but you will get a flaw. Is this one, like, you think I could use Master at Arms for this? Uh, Master at Arms? It depends. How, how, how would it apply? Uh, I don't know. Probably couldn't, because I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna have to take the hit, because I'm not, I'm not winning here, <laughs> so. Right. How many, how many did you get? Uh, I got, um, one. Okay, that is not a crit fail. That's good. Uh, so you get a flaw, which you can decide. And you mark a box in your in a derangement. Alright. Lord, what'd you get? I didn't get anything. I was doing art. Oh. <laughs> uh I got um is the seven one success? Yeah. I got and three successes. Okay, you were at limbo, you get a flaw. You do not take a derangement. Would you get uh, Simon? I am at limbo. Okay. I used uh, I bid two ninja gears and two uh, proficiencies, and I'm at limbo. Just <laughs> so you know. All right. Uh, yeah, you get a flaw. Uh, I'm thinking something that has to do with loud noises or alcohol perhaps addiction since you're drinking, um, how you deal with stress, uh, could be anything. Um, so everyone got a flaw. Leah got a derangement. Uh, Leah, which derangement? Did you do ticks or did you do uh, one of the ticks. other ones? Yeah, ticks. Are you at one box or two boxes? Just one. Okay. Uh, so this is a very minor thing. Maybe like... Uh, there's a muscle in your arm that twitches, or um, maybe like you blink. Uh, I probably, I probably think I would like to start tapping like rapidly. You tap that kind of thing. As this guy is standing there bellowing, and he starts gagging. It looks like on his own tongue and foam coming up. His arms outstretched. The lights flicker. Back on, everyone's awake. The writing is gone. The old man, old man, the, the homeless guy runs up to your all's table, grabs whoever's right there. Who is it going to be? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six. Grabs Leah by the shoulders and shouts in your face. The end is coming! Honestly, and then he runs out the door. Oh. Honestly, when he grabbed my shoulders, I probably would have punched him in the face. You punch him in the face as hard as you can. You see blood coming down. His As he screams, he doesn't let go. As he screams, the blood goes all over Tony. <laughs>
I just like, ah, you don't know where I've been, Lou. I punch him out of anger. <laughs> I see you both punch him, the plumber's guy. She runs out. Okay, you're left. You're left in the diner. Yeah, you can you jump out of your chair and start chasing after him. Yeah, he was hit my friend. Well, they hit uh-huh. him, actually. He grabbed your friend. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but never mind. <laughs> like whack-a-mole. He came and grabbed Leah, and she was like... <laughs> and he spit in Tony's face, and he punched him, too. <laughs> so you're in a way. Do you chase him or not? I think we should go after this guy. All right, this is this is a moment. Do you do it or not? You guys coming? Yep. Three, two, one. Yeah. yeah. All right, as you all yeah, jump up and chase this dude out of the torrent of rain, immediately completely washed, completely soaked. You hear Eunice behind you as the door slams. Hey, you didn't pay. I'm I'm still there. I didn't chase. You're still there. And that's where we're going to end with the three of you running down the way. Uh, you're about half a block away. You see the guy dart into an alleyway with like trash cans and the smell of rotten fish. Uh, you're completely soaked. It's 10 in the morning, but it looks like it's like in the evening because the, the storm clouds are so thick. Lightning strikes again. Everyone on the street seems like they're sleeping as it flickers and then they're just walking around. As you see that guy cackling in madness as he runs down the way and you're chasing him. In the diner, it's Simon. Mariah looks up at you from her coffee. Oh, and sighs. And that's where we're going to end. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. All right. Anybody get any goals? I, so technically, if the party does something, but I wasn't there. Because my minor goal was I typed find out what Annabelle knows about Gabby. Yeah, you can have that. Okay. <laughs> then I got a minor goal. Because you did find out because they told you. Right. Okay. Uh, right. So with a minor goal, you get one XP, one pip. You recover one cunning and one breath. Uh, mm-hmm. And Holker, Mark, another tally for group goals because he got a goal. So you guys should be at four. And when you hit three experience, that's an advancement? Yep. You cash it, it goes to zero. Any rollover rolls over, and you get an advancement. Okay. Uh, you can only advance on montages right? Uh, or if you drop the load. All right. Um, Our group goals are now at four. So you guys are a third of the way there for a group advancement. All right. Uh, if you... If you need to recalibrate your major minor goals, let me know. We can do it over Discord, uh, just so it's in line or whatever. This is kind of what happens. Usually you'll hit like a couple goals. The adventure kind of gets bigger and bigger, and then you have lots of things to do, uh, and you start accomplishing them because you have so much to do. Uh, so I think you guys are at a pretty good spot. Is everybody good – uh, for next Monday, or are we? Do we have out next Monday? Someone. I'm not going to be there next Monday. You won't be here next. Okay. All right. I thought that was this week. I'm glad you were here this week. Um, yeah. Right. 
it will make sense. We'll have uh, an in-game reason uh, why Leah is separated for some reason. Um, She's going to the hotel to do with That's her. right. She, actually, that is literally what it was going to be. It was going to be Mariah drops that, and Leah's like, we're out, bitch. And, like, they go off. That's what it originally was going to be. Um, so that may be what it is. Um, Logotham says, great getting to tune in for the night. Hell yeah. Thank you, Logotham, for showing up and yeah, always being good. here Thank and you. rock and rolling. Thank you. Um, I do have a question for I do have a question for Logothan. Uh Have you noticed the channel points? Are you getting channel points? Does it allow you to use them? Because I set them up uh, to be able to do different things. I don't really understand how it works. Uh, right. If you I, – I think they're free. As you sit in the chat, I think – and then because you're a subscriber, you get more. I don't know. I'm just learning the Twitch stuff. But hopefully, I have oh. I've been accruing them for a long time. How many do you have? You probably know more about how it works than I do. No idea. Uh, but as I, uh, as we get right. better at it, um, we'll, we'll have different things that you can do. Um, but before you didn't have anything. Yeah, I didn't have anything to spend them on. Uh, anyway, so I figure now we can do. Basically, it gives you extra pips, extra narrative points to give to us. Uh, you can tell us to drink water. You can tell us to sit up straight. Um, oh. And I just did some easy ones, uh, but I need to figure some other ones out. Um, we might have set it up to where, like, Ken plays a song and you can make somebody dance. I don't know, whatever. Fuck. We all I mean, have to do shots. Not, not that any of us could hear it. I mean, I can hear it. You can hear it. We're, we'll all just be like, yeah, there we go. <laughs> we'll just go for you for the beat. Yeah, yeah. Yes. God damn, you have over 30,000? <laughs> so for context, normally I think you start with zero, and you go up, it's like 200 per hour. Oh, little Gotham's been shooting ass for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, we need to get you. We need to get you some channel points. Something to something to spend are, them on. Are you in the uh, Discord, little Gotham? Oh, if wow. so, fifteen out. Send us messages on ideas and stuff. Goddamn. Yeah, if you give us give us ideas for them, then we can try to implement them. Um, and if we get more followers and all that people viewing, then we can do. They're like. Something parties. I don't know what the fuck it is. Some people like put up lights and it blinks. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, we can figure that out. Uh, yeah, jump on the Discord if you get a chance. Uh, I can give you a send you a link really quick. I'm sorry, guys. Give me a second. I do want to thank, I, I played a lot of music from Mr. Interrupt tonight, and uh, I sort of mixed it up back and forth with all lowercase letters and Mr. Interrupt, and I'm still kind of getting the feeling of everything, but I'm trying to go along with what's happening in the scene and then come back, you know, and mm -hmm. it's a little lighter, play some lighter music. So 
if you if you guys rewatch the the stream, you'll you'll notice that there's. I, I still haven't figured out to get us to hear it. I mean, it would be neat if we kind of felt the vibe. Yeah. Uh, happening, but you know, really, we might, just... we might be able to do it through Discord. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could see that being like basically you're streaming to the Discord. We could open it up, but we can talk about it afterwards. Um, really quick. Okay, so. I want to do thanks to the Patreon people. Uh, Tim Roberts is a recurring star. Daniel Holker uh, is a notable NPC, narrative NPC. Uh, those are the two patrons uh, that I have, and I've added a bunch of stuff to it. I'm working on a new web series um, called WYSIWYG, and it's about gaming. Uh, the long and the short of it is there's a gaming group, and they – are trying to get a campaign together, but something always happens so that they don't get to play or it gets interrupted. Um, it's kind of like the real world. I'm going to age my date myself really quick. It's like the real world interviews mixed with Doogie Hauser. So there's a main guy who's a rookie who uh, is writing the session notes at the beginning. And then as he talks about the adventure or whatever, or the non-adventure, there's little interviews with each of the, the dumb characters. Right now, I'm playing all the characters, but it'd be kind of cool to have, you know, I might ask you guys to to be a character and be like sort of a recurring star type thing. I think it'd be kind of fun. Anyway, that's the thing. Um, thank you to the viewers. Everybody, thank you to the viewers. Little God, I think we had two or three tonight. I'm not sure they were. They were lurking. Uh, thanks again to you. Couchfire Media for making uh, tons of art this time and all kinds yeah, we, of cool stuff. We really scratched the surface of, of of what, you know, is in there. Hopefully we'll get to it. I mean, it's uh, very predictable. For, for music, uh, all, all lowercase letters, and then also, Ken, you had some other stuff? Yeah, Mr. Interrupt. Uh, Mr. Interrupt. He's got some SoundCloud. He's got a website. When I play the end credits, it'll it'll roll. And then, oh, sweet! Yeah, we have credits now. Yeah. Couch Fire Media. Um, um, if you guys want to try out Dreadlore, uh, Lil Gotham, you have a book, so you know. Uh, if you ever want to uh, jump on to a game where the the plan is to do like a guest star type thing uh, for something. Um, when we take breaks from this one, uh, we might do like one shot and into space sort of near future setting. And I think that'd be kind of cool to have, uh, if people want to actually try out Dreadlore. Um, yeah. So that's going to be it for, for this stream. Uh, a couple ideas that we had, uh, Ken and I and Drizzle were talking about doing another day of the week where it's just talking about gaming, maybe talking about this game. Uh, kind of like a late night chat, um, which we've been doing after the game, just offline. You know, it's like a red writ dreadlord after party after notes, um, and that'd be kind of cool. Also hosted on the by Chris Hardwick. Hardwick. Do what? <laughs> hosted by Chris Hardwick. <laughs> uh, also uh, on the Patreon, one of the things that is is going to happen for the top tier is. Uh, a Discord party once a month. So that'd be kind of cool, too, for us to all get a part of and 
you know, just be chatting about gaming and our projects and such. It'd be neat. Brilliant. Any other announcements you guys have going on? <clears throat> um, I was just going to show this to the stream real quick. Yeah. So this would be, uh, yeah. So the idea behind this one is, you, you, you guys have seen my bigger one. So the idea that came up behind this one is basically to uh, make it, like, more portable and have, like, a little belt clip on it and stuff. So, yeah. Fuck yeah. Very cool. And that actually folds out into a little dice thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you can actually keep your dice in it, too. Yeah, exactly. And it holds about, it could technically probably hold two dice, you know, like two sets of dice, but... Yeah, hold that into a little dice tray. It's leather. Yeah. Show it to me. Let's see yeah, they're can... yeah, they're pretty cool. They 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 look all, you know, medieval and fancy and cool. It's it's it's. I mean, I know like dice trays are a thing now, but like like I have one that <clears throat> you know I got at the Ren Fair at the Kentucky Highlands, but. And it's cool. I like I like those guys, but I do like uh, Andrea's because you know it has it has a different look and a different feel to it, um, and it's cool because you can like roll it up. The one that I have, like the the normal ones that are like pentagons or uh, I think they're pentagons or hexagonal. Um, when you undo them, you, there's kind of nowhere to put them. Like they kind of like flop around. So that's really cool too. That it holds your dice and everything. They're a lot quieter than these little plastic things. Yeah. So I, I walk a lot, and, and, like, if I have dice in my in my backpack, I get, I fail all my stealth rolls. That's right. That's right. Yeah. How much are they? Um, so when I get done with these, I'm going to plan on charging about 40 for them. Um, how do people get a hold of them? Uh, I'll be putting them on my Instagram, and then from there, um, after I get, like, a substantial number, I will start putting them on my Etsy. Uh, if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, it is uh, Rook, R-O-O-K, 129 Cosplay. Wait for that. That's great. I think. Yeah. See here is Andrea's IG. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Rook one two nine cosplay. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Anything else? All right. Everybody say bye. Thank you, everybody. Bye, bye. Uh, we'll be, we will be back next Monday at seven and uh, rocking and rolling. Bye. bye.